Welcome, everybody, to your favorite podcast, the number one podcast in Toronto. It's the Pals Podcast. Ah, crowd goes wild. I'm your co-host, George Boussalis, and for like the 20th time in a row, I am doing the intro alone because Ricky is uh, terrible at, at managing this thing, so he's got me taking up all the all the brunt work, you know? He's putting me to work like, a, you know, I got to do all this, this this work. He just shows up, records, leaves, that's it. He gets all the celebrity and does another, does another work. Guys, give him some shit. Let him know. Like, what the hell, Rick? You leave me out here alone? I see how it is, man. I won't forget it. Anyways, guys, I'm your co-host, George Bootsalis. Uh, and you can find me on social medias at Bootsalis on Instagram, at Cast Co-Founder on TikTok, and at George on Cast. Yes, three different usernames because I make it difficult for everybody. Um, but each one has in its own story and its own persona. So go check it out. Follow me on socials. Hit me up on cast, which I will explain what cast is for those who don't know. But let's go into this episode because this was a terrific one. We had United Boxing Club on the podcast. Now, United Boxing Club um, was compri- is comprised of... Uh, sorry, we had two guys from United Boxing Club on. Jordan Thomas, the founder of United Boxing Club. That's Jordan with a G-E-O-R-D-A-N. Very unique and almost felt like George, which is crazy. Uh, but he's at Jordan Thomas on Instagram. He's the founder of United Boxing Club and the story of how he started it and, and kind of the, how the idea came about and how he got it open and, and these kind of like ways he finessed his way into getting the gym open is, is pretty wild and, and a really remarkable story. They went from obviously being, you know, he had ambitions of, uh, of opening a gym to where they are today. He never would have fathomed it. And it's pretty remarkable to see how far they've come in, uh, in such a short time. So you can follow them at United Boxing Club on socials. Uh, again, local Toronto business. Go support them, guys. They're doing some great things, you know, kind of doing safe workouts during the pandemic and and kind of fighting to keep open. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you any more of the story. You can check it out. We also had uh, Brian Chang on, who is a trainer at United Boxing Club and a friend of Jordan's. So we had them both on, two different perspectives, two different stories, two different come-ups. Uh, it was really cool. Brian's story is also very cool and, and how he got into it and how he hustled his way in and how he's trying to get ready for a fight now. Uh, so... Jordan, Brian, thank you guys so much for coming on. It was terrific. You can follow Brian um, on social at Bry Chang, but it's spelled B-R-Y-C-H-N-G. Give them both a follow, guys, and let them know the pal saying you. Go get a workout in with them. Um, You know I love it. Boxing, I love everything about boxing, and I love what they're doing teaching people from the from the ground up the fundamentals and the education kind of the culture behind boxing not just putting people into a ring to to throw hands at each other and get hurt uh they're doing terrific things hit them up uh and tell them the pal sent you you got a good workout and i'm, I'm confident of that and we'll be in there soon thanks boys have a good one let's give a shout out to our sponsors first and foremost cottage springs y'all know we love cottage springs anything with vodka and soda is good by us but cottage springs is it's taking it to another level. Cottage Springs is a Canadian-based vodka beverage company. All beverages are gluten and sugar-free and have 100 calories. They have Cottage Springs Vodka Water, which is the first vodka water cooler in Canada. Again, zero sugar, zero carbs. 100% Canadian. Comes in two flavors, raspberry, lime, strawberry, kiwi. And then they also have the Cottage Springs Mixed 8-Pack, which is their vodka soda pack. It comes with Ontario Peach Vodka. Uh, sorry, Ontario Peach Vodka Soda, Watermelon Vodka Soda, Lemon Lime Vodka Soda, and the exclusive Wild Cherry Vodka Soda. And again, 100 calories, zero sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free, and eat 100% Canadian. I don't know what I like most about that. The Canadian, the sugar-free, the gluten-free, or the fact that they have such a big variety of flavors. 
I can't say enough good things. If you haven't tried Cottage Springs yet, I don't know what you're waiting for, but head to the LCBO and grab a pack today. Um, perfect for the cottage, hanging by the by the parks, you know, going out with friends, sitting in your in your condo, working, happy hour. It uh, good for everything. Um, and yeah, it's just an amazing, amazing brand. So go check them out now. You can follow them on social at Cottage Springs. And we also want to give a shout out to our second sponsor, Cast. Y'all should know what Cast is by now, but if you don't. Are you be sleeping under a rock? Anyways, Cast is a new social voting platform that's on a mission to break down barriers to get more people sharing their honest opinions online. They're on a mission, I should say we're on a mission, to turn bystanders into participants in every conversation because everyone's opinion matters. We want everybody getting into the discussion uh, and breaking down all the barriers that, that, that make people stop and second guess their ability to speak online. Everyone, everyone's opinion should count. Um, we're just trying to improve the conversation and we're also showing the real results. So whatever you want to find out more about, you can ask anything, you can share your opinion, you can see real results. We want you to be you and we want us to be transparent and honest with what the world really thinks. So get on cast today, www.joincast.co backslash download on the app store and play store cast. It is a white icon with a purple C in it and it's a social voting app. Get on today. Follow myself at George. Ricky is at Ricky and our other co-founder Dave is at DB. Hit us up, drop a comment and without further ado, let's freaking go people. I remember the last time I drank on a weekday. Like so excited. It's like Brazil games on tonight. I'm ready to rock and roll. You won yesterday. You won. Italy won yesterday. Man, we're like we're grooving. Yeah, I got the Brazil. That's why I came here for your good luck. You know, I need that. I'm losing my keys. I lost my wallet like a couple days ago. I'm like, yo, I need some fucking blessings right now. The good vibes are in this. At least France won. France won. So we're good. Hey, do you know what? I was actually talking with a good buddy of mine. That he says France is the favorite this year. I mean, he says they have the best eleven. The best starting 11 and the best secondary 11 too 100 percent, bro i i mean like they, they're, they're on a good roll they're on a good start they're on a clean streak so yeah, i think everyone keeps saying it. well didn't they won the world cup last last world cup no they uh, when was the last world cup that was 2018 yeah that was four Damn, years ago eh? yeah, yeah yeah i mean like they won they because now the they're tied yeah, with italy the for the one. second yeah, most amount of France cups won. yeah for sure for sure it was a uh, man they, their, their team is solid i mean i feel bad for benzema kind of he's, he's kind of you know, kind of old now, no? Kind of old, but like finally he's coming back and then like he'd get injured. <laughs> that's, t- that's a tough balance. That's a tough balance. You know, he's trying to redeem himself with everybody. <laughs> Have you guys been watching any of the games? Uh, no. I just watched the France games. No, Brad's like, yeah. no. No, honestly, no, I haven't. I haven't. That's fair. But like, I, I don't see it's all my Instagram. That's all it is, Euro Cup. I love it. I love it. Everybody got their flags out. Everybody got their car, the flags on the cars yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. I love, I love the culture. I love everything. I just haven't. I'm not the biggest soccer fan. Let's just say it like that. That's fair. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Like, we live in a, like a city and country that's like very multicultural. But like, think about this. Like, you see every different flag in the city. Like everyone representing their country. Imagine being in a country like France, where like every I, 
every car is just representing France. Well, for the most part, you would think yeah, like ninety yeah, percent. Yeah, 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 Never yeah, thought yeah, about yeah. that because every time we have Euro World Cup, like you have Danforth is Greeks, Little Italy, Port, Little Portugal, whatever. Like yeah. everyone's supporting a different team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, No matter what, you know that if you're in Toronto, you could, there's a party going on. A hundred percent. Every block. Every block. No matter what, there's a mass. It's not you just like you go to that that like English bar in the mid, you know what I mean? Like it's like there's the there's the France team, there's the Italian corner. The, you know what I mean? Like you're guaranteed a party and a solid one if you're no matter you know, who wins there's a party no matter somewhere. Who wins, yeah yeah, a party, yeah. Right? 100%. So that's the best i actually thing. uh i just remember this when i was uh with our buddy vishal shout out to vishal he uh me, he met me in prague i was traveling once and he met me during like i think the champions league final and it was in prague and like liverpool was playing some english team mm. and we went to this bar this like english pub and i've never i've never been around like real english fans at watching soccer uh. like real like hooligans <laughs> These guys were lined up at like <laughs> the game was like three maybe at like six in the morning or something down the street like crazy and then getting in the bar I've never seen people drink so much in my life and be able yeah, to talk wow. properly. These guys <laughs> are like crushing pints like like fast. big bit like fast like ordering like six in a row and crush. I'm like dude like how can you speak English right now? I'd be like yeah. asleep on the floor. Yeah. Did I tell? Have I ever told a story about when I went to Manchester with John? Maybe. So I went to Europe in twenty. Um, I don't know, let's say 2013, my first like real Euro trip. Me and my brother went and we said we want we were in England. We wanted to go to Manchester United and see a Manchester United game. Amazing. Yeah, so the vibe is great. We took a train there. We went just for this one thing. We're in and out in like 36 hours. So we get to our hostel. They're like, okay, you got to go to this place to buy tickets. We had tickets in like the fucking nosebleeds of the nosebleeds. Yeah. So we're like, okay, which bar should we go to? They're like, oh, you got to go to like whatever, Trapper's Bar or something. Like one of the main bars. We're like, sick, what time do we need to go? Game's at three o'clock start. Like, you got to get there at 7 o'clock or else you're not getting a seat. I'm like, mm. what do I do there for seven hours? <laughs> I love day drinking. I'm a, you know, I'm all about the day drinking. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, 7 a.m. Like, I haven't had breakfast yet. Like, what the fuck? 7 a.m. That's crazy. So, me and my brother, we have our <laughs> tickets. Early. We take the train down. We get to this bar at maybe like 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I'm not even kidding yeah. you. Lined up. Wow. So, we get in a line. We wait. It took us about 20 minutes to get in. We get in and the bars, the whole bar is just like vibing, buzzing, like, People are on top of the bar dancing at 8 a.m. Maybe it's 8.30 at this point. Yeah, and we're like, yeah. what the fuck? I'm like, I, I need breakfast. <laughs> like, I need to eat. So Half here I am. makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, I am, here I am, like, ordering my, like, fucking bacon and eggs and pancakes. And there's a dude, like, on the table beside me, like, dancing, cheering, shouting. I'm like, yeah, man, chance. what the fuck? Different animals. And the best part is, like, you don't, like, you know, sometimes, like, real sports in Toronto, like, you know, five minutes before the game, that's when people clear out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. An hour before, people are clearing out because they need to march around the stadium like three times before they can actually go in. Whoa. Just nuts, mayhem. It's Crazy. amazing. What I'll an experience, though. Crazy. Yeah, experience. I need to experience something like that, man. I'm not, I, haven't, I have not traveled to Europe just yet. My plan go. was to go to Europe. We were going to go to Italy. Croatia and then finish off in Greece. My man. Go for like four weeks, you know? Literally speaking, like all three of us. 2019, 2019. <laughs> yeah. Me, my boy Ome, Greco, Regis, like all my boys, we were going to do a full boys trip, four weeks, just gone. And then COVID. Oh, fuck. COVID. Gotcha. So, gotcha. saving Good. up. Saving up soon, hopefully, right? If you, you go to a couple uh, bucks. Save yeah, a couple bucks. Exactly. Four weeks in Europe? It's a lot. No, it's a oh, lot. Of we, we know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to Greece ever, let me know. I'll, I'll for sure 100%, 100%. I'll set you up amazing I know some people out there okay. that's, that's, that's all I I'm supposed hear. to be going actually I'm going in like a month probably yeah yeah like end of end of July I'm going nice. for like a couple of weeks uh, I mean everything goes well and everything opens up yeah I'm going but it's uh, it's another world Croatia is there? there pardon me yeah I, a little bit not like I have like distant cousins most of my family's here now my dad was born there he moved here when he was 17 nice 
my mom's Greek as well, but born here. Uh, so when I go back, the good part is like, like I'm sure Ricky, Daniel, you guys probably know this. Maybe if you guys like have been home, back home to see family. You like you have to go see everybody when you go back home, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like no, no disrespect to any of my family. Like when you're on vacation, it's like you. How do you say no to people, right? Mm. The good thing is that I don't have that much immediate family there. And my parents also from a young age were like, yeah, like we're not going to see everybody. We can't make everyone happy. Yeah, if they want to come see us, come see us. Yeah, yeah. The we're best part is like, uh, oh, stop by and say hi. Yeah. Oh, it's like a six course meal. It's like, that's not <laughs> stopping by hours. to say hi, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, now yeah, we're stuck yeah. here for a day. Actually, we got lucky. George came to my, uh, I've been to George's hometown, Nyata, center of the universe. Apparently. The best place in the world. So <laughs> when we went uh, about three years ago, we were in Europe, me, George, and George's cousin, George. That sounded really funny. <laughs> Me, George, and George's cousin George. So we went. Uh, we went to my uh, my mom's family in Italy. It's just outside of Rome, about forty minutes. So they came. They picked us up. We did a dinner there. By the end of this dinner, my George's cousin George was speaking Greek. Uh, speaking Italian at the dinner table. He's like, "Yeah, come on, paisan, Like, but he understood uh, what he was saying. Which yeah, was crazy. it was so <laughs> funny. We had a good time. So, actually, George, good. you've been to my hometown. I've been to your hometown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, Depend, center of the universe. Not on Yanta's better. That's but anyways, good. enough about us. We've been, yeah, we've been talking so about so us the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about our guests here. Uh, you guys are doing some cool things. From what we understand. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. So I guess we'll start from I guess the beginning because this is kind of like we said off camera, which is like my favorite thing, and I, I'm really excited to talk about this stuff. But I guess is the beginning kind of boxing where the roots kind of start. Is it like the gym, or is do we go back further before that? Uh, I mean, w- depends. What where do you want to go? Uh, Let's go to the beginning of United. Beginning of yeah, United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I mean, how long? And, and then we'll get to the, <laughs> We got time. We got time. Hey, listen. We'll get to the beginning of the whole COVID nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Um, Give us the beginning of United. Well, okay. I'll, I'll kind of cut it short. Um, but I, uh, I never thought of opening a club, to be honest. Uh, it was maybe, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're in the boxing world, you're maybe thinking in the back of your head. One day after I've done all this stuff, I'm going to open up a club and, and everything. Um, I was actually coming back from, from Asia, had a, had a couple uh, fights over there. And, How'd you do? Uh, good, man. I, everything, you know, pretty. <laughs> question. <laughs> question. Oh, you lost. Yeah, I mean, right. I didn't know. No, no, you know, cl- I, clean record. It was only three fights over there. Um, but, you know, uh, I was ready to just go to the other level and, you know, really start like a, a, a professional career here in, in Toronto or in America. And uh, when I came back, uh, my coach didn't have a didn't have a club anymore. Uh, we were always like renting studios in different locations around town. And it was like once again, I came back and then no club. And I'm like, oh, man, like, what are we going to do? I'm like, you know what? Now I'm taking this seriously. Um, let's let's try to find a spot, you know, for yourself and for 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 our fighters that we have and, and for me to train. And, uh, you know, for me, honestly, like I I. I was like, you know what, you're going to coach, I'm just going to manage and I'm going to, you know, be a paramedic t- until like things pop off. Right. Like that's kind of like that's my schooling. That's my degree. That's what I was thinking of doing. Like for me, at the end of the day, I everything I do is to help people out. So, you know, for me, paramedic is like healing people, helping people. That makes perfect sense. Uh, and then boxing is just some, something that I do for myself. Right. So um, come anyways, come back. Uh, no club. Find a space and we find the space uh obviously i put everything on my name you know put the find fucking credit card money anything that i could find like literally after a year being in thailand i just spent all my money over there in the last couple months and came back with almost nothing but then after i was like fuck okay so 
Just fucking put uh, like literally. I went Loan, my, my credit card. I was like, I told my I told my cousin, I'm like, how the fuck do I get like fucking money for this shit? He's like, yo, the only way you could do it is if you go like, if if you get one credit card, basically the credit card companies will find out that uh, like you have credit. But if you go on the same day to every single credit card company, well, like as much credit card companies as you can, mm, you'll get. You, they won't they won't notice because they don't pull right? the record in they time. Bold strategy, Cotton. Bold strategy, hustlers mentality. High risk, so, high reward. Yeah. So I literally went to like I remember I was like I planned everything. I planned meetings. You know I even applied like I remember that day like no tomorrow. I w- went to one bank here, one bank there. I and then at the end of the day I went to Walmart. And the lady's like, would you like to apply for a credit card? I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I was <laughs> like, yeah. Put my name down. Walmart. Put my name down. Heck and then yeah. I was like, yo, let me hit up Loblaws. Come on. <laughs> so, Tell, wait, did you, wait, did you actually go to Loblaws? I went to Loblaws right after Walmart. Come on. I went to Loblaws right after Walmart. And I got that President's Choice card. You know, they have a little stand there. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. It popped off. I was like, I just thought of banks. I was like, no, it's not just the banks. It's also these little the, like. The, the grocery little, stores. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all that. So. Anyways, got all the credit that I could, put my first and last down, um, and then got the club, and we got a little bit of operational money, and then after that, um, a week before I, I, you know, we're supposed to move in, I get the keys and everything, uh, my coach gets locked up, and I was like, no, I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm gonna keep doing it. And All right, hit up I'm the like, next bag. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta hire someone else. I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me just like, it, it, it would, it, honestly, it's like, it, it's not even like he did something. It's, it was, it, there was no like real precedent for what, like, why they yeah. locked him up. It was mostly like an immigration thing and all this shit. They, they had no real like to stand on. So I was like, okay, well, he can't really be there for very long. Next thing you know, it's almost a year that goes by, and. And everything changed, right? By that time, I wasn't training. Like, I, I couldn't train because I had to manage. I had to coach. I had to do literally everything at the club. There was, like, so I had to literally, you know, and honestly, it, it felt it felt amazing. Uh, it was a huge learning curve. I, I, like, I came, when I came back from Thailand, I'm like, you know, I want to level up. Not just in boxing, not, like, physically, but also, like, more on, like, a human level. You know what I mean? Like, okay, where, where are my comfort zones right now? And where, like, and, like, I was... Bro, Thailand is paradise. I don't know if you guys have ever been. Yeah, we both. Yeah, yeah. Both. yeah? Okay, yeah. so you guys know. Yeah, we know. How long? How long you? How long you out there? You guys I have traveled, traveled all over. You were there for a year. Yeah, basically a year. I was oh. just fighting there. Right? So you've seen everything there. I mean, I, uh, I wouldn't say every, like I've been to go. I didn't go to the north, but like all the islands, all the little towns like that, mostly in the south. And I'm like, I was super focused. And honestly, that's why for me it was paradise. It was like you're you're training four to eight hours a day you're you know you're getting money from fights you're you're meeting cool people from all around the world yeah. and thai people are just fucking and it's cheap great. to live out there it's too, cheap right, the man. food's amazing is what do you want you even lunch you're eating like lunch and dinner for like 50 cents a day so massage is seven dollars that's the I was just gonna say. my boy used to get massage for breakfast so <laughs> listen to this like, a funny the story so I traveled, that's the clip that's the massage for breakfast. that's the clip that's when the i dream. when i went to uh, thailand so i i did 28 <laughs> days there four weeks whatever my last day i was like i had a hundred bucks in thai money left yeah. or a hundred bucks worth of thai money well, left yeah, yeah. and i'm like hey I'm, I'm probably not coming back here for a while let me spend this right so I'm like, hey, my taxi to the airport was like $30 worth of Thai money. I'm like, that's 70 bucks. So I'm like, I searched the best restaurant on like Khao San Road where I was saying, okay, that's like 20 bucks max. Mm. I've got 50 bucks left. I was like, how many massages Don't tell can me I you do? did a ping pong show. Okay. okay. No, 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 I did it. I did I've I skipped heard, that. I've heard about Bro, the ping pong show. 
I literally did six hours straight of massages. Oh shit! Amazing. Thai oh, massage, shit. foot massage. I got terrible feet, so I had to yeah, tip her yeah, extra. Yeah. Budgeted that. <laughs> then I was like full body massage. Then back to the legs and thighs or whatever. I mean, I did literally six hours straight. I took Damn. a break to eat and then back to massages. Amazing. Okay. Good I for mean, you. I'm sorry. I'm so excessive good shit. For you. I don't blame continue, you. I don't continue. blame you. And I mean, so like after being there, I was like, okay, I was basically living like a like how the best life that I could imagine. And I was like, you know what? How can I push my limits? How can I compete with guys that are on a higher level? How can I put myself where I don't feel comfortable? Talking to people was something that like I didn't feel comfortable doing. Being in cities with a lot, like all this stuff going, like, you know, I was still, I was young. I was like 22 at the time. So, you know, there's, there's all this stuff that I wanted to, to push. I was like, you know what? I'm come back here and then try to develop myself and then develop like and help my community at the same time. So I thought I was going to be a paramedic and fight at the same time and all this stuff. And next thing you know, like, you know, we got just all these uh, credit cards. got all these credit cards, <laughs> fucking got in massive debt. Oh, and, Wal oh, and club, Walmart and Loblaw's like, money. Yeah. <laughs> and bro, yeah, where'd you man, buy your like, groceries at this point? Yeah, bro, honestly, I mean, like uh, at that point stores. I was, huh? Yeah. Buy, where you buy, like literally, there's got to be like convenience stores. What, like when I came back? No, where you buy your groceries? Oh, what do you mean? Where you buy No, here. What, oh, what here. A, a, because okay, you had all you had all these credit cards. It's like you still go to the place to buy the groceries. I know, but like, well, I mean, yo, you want the the hustler's trick? Actually, I'll tell you know I'll tell you. So what you do? What you do is that you know that and I had good hooked up with a good accountant. What you do is you buy gift cards. Yeah, and you and you, you, can you buy gift it. cards and yeah. you expense the gift cards, right? So I mean, like maybe a lot, not a lot of people know that, but Not like if that. you have a business, <laughs> yeah, you have to do it. A lot of people know it, but you have to actually do it because yo, groceries you wouldn't, you know, it, it's a huge expense. You know, at the end exactly. of the month, you know. So, um, anyways, next thing you know, open a club, basically like you know, learn all this stuff as I go. My coach eventually comes back, um, but you know, it's already like it, it's it's to the point where like I now have to make that decision. I'm like 23, 24 when he comes back. And I'm like, okay, do I fight? And do I let go of the club? There's already like 120 members. We have clients. We have all this stuff. There's people working. There's people employed. Um, there's fighters as well. And like, there, you know, at that time, especially when he came back, like the first six months, like we literally had like eight provincial champions. It was like literally the height of our of our fighter, like it, within a year, like it was insane. Um, and then I was like, OK, I, I, I want to fight now. I want to fight again, you know. And then it was that pivotal moment where you're just like, OK, if you I understood that, like, if I keep if I keep going to fight, I'm not going to be able to keep the club alive. So it's either I keep the club alive and I just manage and I coach a little bit. Or I, uh, or I let everything down and then I, I, I just keep fighting and stuff like that. So, you know, it was, it, it was tough to make that decision. Uh, it was like, you know, back and forth for like six months. I'm like, da, da, da. but like for me, I'm not a guy that like can do many. I'm not a multitasker. I'm not like, you know, like I, I have to do one thing and I do it very well or I don't do it at all. And I said, you know what, let me just concentrate. Because this, like, this felt, like, it also felt so right. Like, we had eight provincial champions. We had, like, it was just, like, the communities coming together. Like, things were just, like, working. And I'm just like, yo, this is a blessing. Like, what, it's like a sign. Like, it's, I, I, it's exactly, what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. It felt right. And the, it, it, it wouldn't have felt right if I would said, okay, you know what, like, let me, if, it would have felt selfish. It would felt very selfish to be like, yo, let me just pursue my dream, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, like, there's all these people's, like, dreams and all this stuff. Like, 
the amalgamation of all of that is way more important than just one wow. you know so then i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna just manage and i'm gonna just coach and i'm gonna just do that stuff and i'm gonna just do it to the fullest and then that's it and then we just kept on going and then you know to to, to what it is today um i mean you know before covid we had 700 members um we were processing 200 250 people a day at the club uh Jesus. there was about 12 trainers uh employed about half of them full-time i mean you know it, it was it was pretty good so so yeah. when you when you took all those credit cards you but did you have any idea at that point that we're gonna have this many members this big of a gym this many provincial champions like uh, were you a kind that like you you thought it could happen or did you I, have no idea yeah i mean honest no like the beginning no idea no at the beginning i'm just like I didn't even think about the future. I was so like worried about like covering rent the next month. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like, how am I how am I gonna make it work to pay the next month rent, bro? At the beginning, we were throwing parties like once or twice a month, like just packing the place up, bro. The United is like 3,500 square feet. We had like 200 people in there, just like sweating. We had a fucking bar, like we had bar downstairs, upstairs, like we would do like whatever you had to do. Whatever you gotta do. Whatever you gotta do. I told Georgie this meme the other day. I saw it's like. Do you think a crackhead wakes up every morning thinking he's not going to do drugs? No, he's going to find a way to get his drugs yeah, every sure. fucking morning. He doesn't sure. have any money, yeah. but he's going to figure it So are you going to let a crackhead outwork you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you told me this? When did you tell me this? <laughs> I like That's that. That's a crazy meme. Oh my yeah, God. It was like a thing. I like that. I like that. It's true though. I like that. You're killing me today. I like that. Man, it's I like that. Like, I mean, I understand, I understand with the metaphor and like the analogy there, but. I think I told, maybe I told someone else that. I, was like, I think you I did tell me, but I, mean, I was going to share it. Like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to share that one. That's powerful shit right there. But it's true. A crackhead wakes up every day. It's like, there's no Grind. doubt in my mind someone who's hooked on drugs is getting drugs whether they got no money or they got unlimited money yeah they're gonna get they their don't give drugs. up so are you gonna get outworked by i don't want to say i, I know I but i understand what you mean yeah but that's the thing and i, I want to actually like that crazy story by the way like that's i did not expect that i thought <laughs> oh, we got an idea to open a gym we open a gym like i did yeah. not know the story and that's why we love what we do because we sit down with interesting people and we just nice. like listen to the story no context nothing yeah or a little bit of context but yeah. um that's crazy. But I think to Ricky's point, that's one of the, the things that like inspires us. Cause like we live in a day and age where it's everyone like, you know, it's that instant gratification. People see, you know, the, the good, you see like, you know, we got a podcast, you got a gym, you got this. And everyone thinks, Oh, I can do that tomorrow. I can get it's someone easy. to do this for me and all that. Yeah. But the, the, what people don't often see is like we use this term for our, for our startup is like do things that don't scale, which means like do things that like if it keeps going, you'll either burn yourself out or you'll die of exhaustion. Like you just can't do it forever. So do all the stuff, do the nitty gritty, do the hard work, like be in the trenches from day one on because like, you know, if you're trying to, you know, get someone to do sales for you or get someone to do your account and like you can't do that. No. You have to be the one in, yeah. in the gutters doing the work. Yeah. And we handle fucking water bottles every weekend at the parks and shit to get down. We're still but, cutting our own but, stickers because we couldn't afford to pay the extra three dollars <laughs> to have them pre-cut yeah but that's it crazy that, like, it was 50 dollars extra the, that's, i'm like i'll cut them part myself of it. yeah that's part of being that's being an entrepreneur idea. is like it's like the beginning phases like you said it's you're in the trenches you know you have to do the work yourself so that later on down the road you can start teaching people how to do it exactly the way you want it to be done you know but you need to get that experience first and you've seen it all right like you've been like back to the point you mentioned you're like you didn't expect it to go there. You weren't even worried about that. And that's mm -hmm. the thing, right? So many people, I mean, don't get me wrong. At some point, every entrepreneur thinks about, oh, where can this go? Like, it dawns on everybody at some yeah. point. But most people see, oh, I can be an entrepreneur because I'm going to make a lot of money doing it. Nobody thinks of like, no, just like worry about right now. And, and yeah. most people don't have to go through that. Like, honestly, you know, fortunately, with our startup, we didn't have to go to that point where, you know, scrambling to make rent and all that stuff. Hope, knock on wood, not yet, but whatever. But 
like that fact that you were in that mode where it's like I just gotta survive. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like I didn't I didn't know that that's how it came about. And and I mean we can you can speak more to it, but that's a I think like it's got to be really to look back on helps keeps fueling you going forward and oh, keeps you in that mindset. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean like yeah you all, I always we we as a as a as a collective uh, of of my friends that that helped me out. I mean like we talk about it so much like those those moments were like we were at our lowest but like in like financially and all this stuff but we had to dig so deep that it brought like it was just insane man it like all the memories that that brought all the collaborations that we got um they were like yeah they, they, and they you were guys got closer too you and your friends got so much co- oh, closer for sure, probably for sure i got i mean you know what like the first per i i opened the door the first time i was supposed to open it with my coach and all this stuff but whatever happened I had to open the door by myself and I was like, fuck, it's 3,500 square feet and I don't even know where the fuck to start. I have to open in one month, right? I'm like, I'm just seeing an open space and I'm like, shit, all right, fuck it. Yeah, like, like eight credit cards, though, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, so then the next day, out of nowhere, my cousin calls me. He's like, yo, yeah, you, said, you said you're opening up a gym. When is that? I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm here now. He's like, okay, I'm coming. He came. The next day, my best friend's like, yo, like, um, I'm having some, some issues with work. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking a, a couple months off. Let me come help you. Boom. Another friend says, oh, yo, you know what? Like, I'm just going to take a leave at work. I'm going to help you. Boom. And then my dad comes. I mean, you know, my, my dad's in Montreal. I, have, I mean, like, my, my dad, me and my dad's relationship is just like I go see him on, you know, I go see my Montreal family and just on the holidays and things like that. But, like, we've never worked on anything together. You know what I mean? And he was like, yo, let me help my son. And that, that was a massive, like, you know, I, like that, that solidified our, our relationship. And I'll never forget that he was there at that time. Like as much as he wasn't there, like, you know, for, for the larger part of my life, the fact that he was there and I understood him because again, like we got closer and I understood who he was as a person at that time. I understood why. Because I understood who he was, I understood why he wasn't there before. You know what I mean? Uh, and that yeah, was just yeah. between that time. And then that, that, like, built. And then he got close to my friends. And da, 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 And then we got closer to each other. And now we're just, like, before we came in as, like, friends. Now we're, like, brothers. I love You know that. what I mean? So it's, Jeez, like. Jeez, man. Yeah, it was. It was you it, understand it was, why he wasn't there because he was there. Yeah. That's exactly. Correct. Yeah, I love that Exactly. One. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, 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 Good yeah. for you, man. That's. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Honestly, that's, that's a, like a, <laughs> it's on a really good, really inspiring story, but, like but really, really cool that like to go from that to where you are now. Like yeah, and then that's the thing, man. I think we all, like you know, and I relate completely to what you said about you know the the the, the heroin or, or or crack addict or whatever, because you know for me you kind of have to dig in there like in in a healthy way, and I mean you know I've been called by. You know, many of my girlfriends uh, or exes, sorry, uh, well, <laughs> uh, work addicts. I feel, I feel you yeah. know, and like it's like, oh, you're addicted to work. You take no time. You take. I mean, like, and I and I kind of like, you know, I kind of take that, and I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I am, and I know I am. I'm addicted to my work, and that's hundred percent. The first thing I think of, you know, I roll out of bed and I look at my emails. It's the first thing I do. You know what I mean? Like, I look at my emails. I go on Instagram. I check out like if I have to post something or not, and then. You know, then I'll have I'll start my day and then maybe I'll, you know, take my time, stretch out, do some push ups, do my pull ups, do my, you know, routine. But that I'm still thinking about work and that's still my work. Like, and I don't feel I actually feel good when I do that. You know what I mean? So it's like and if I, you know, so 
for me like you have to have that grind and you it's not like i'm not obviously you you think about your long term and i always think about my long-term vision but you take that and you let it go you know what i mean like you take like i always tell the fighters too it's like you you have your fundamentals and you have uh and you have your your objective is to knock the guy out but you can't just always think about knocking the guy out on the fight because if you think about that you're gonna forget about the, 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 yeah you're gonna else, forget man. about everything else that actually matters that's gonna take you to that knockout yeah the knockout when it happens you're just gonna be there and then bam you're just gonna ha- you know what i mean like that, it's, like, that, it's, a, it's a means to an end the knockout you have to like it's ex- all about the setup it's about the chess game that's exactly, that. the chess game before it's the it's the positioning and it's the fundamentals is the is the grind that you have to do to be able to get to that knockout you have to grind with the guy for like a couple seconds a couple minutes and then bam and then bam you get the good shot boom okay good you accomplished something and that's a milestone and that was your objective right so that's the thing you have to grind you have to grind people always think about like the long like long term and they're like oh no no all these ideas all these ideas like but they can't put the work but no one does the work no one does they the have work. ideas no but no one work. does the work but it's just like the nitty gritty you gotta you gotta not want like you gotta want the the you know end result the end result yeah, yeah. but like you gotta be like you also have to love you know what all that stuff that you're doing you know what i mean like or or not give a shit like the crackheads right they don't give a shit if they have to do this weird shit or do that they don't care because they know they, the end result. Know, yeah. It doesn't matter. So for me, it's like I might not like to answer emails, like or do like you know. You kind of it's you don't really think about oh, I do I like or it's not yeah. a, a. You think a, think about the end goal. Exactly. You don't think negative. I gotta positive. pay rent. It's like yo, what I do have I to need do to that. Do? What do you mean? Like, like doesn't come into the equation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't like to throw jabs to be able to. What do you mean? <laughs> like what? Do you, <laughs> like you have to do that. You have you know? to do it. And that goes back to things like what George said earlier. Like do things that don't scale. Like man, we. George did this yesterday. We have days where we do like outreach mm. for our app where we literally will message 500 people like yeah, individually. Yeah. Not like we're yeah. not paying or bought or like, yeah. you know, like mass message. Like, no, yeah. each person individually. Because I and think I, I fucking you know, hey, spammed Jordan, a, th- a few thousand people yesterday and like, yeah. You like you gotta do you it. Gotta it's do. annoying as shit. I hate them. I said like pace, That's like pace. And they know yeah. it's a copy based. Yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is copy based. I'm like, yeah, absolutely it is. Like just go on the app, check it out. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, do I enjoy this? Am I like saying like why do I have to? No, like it's part of the. It's it's part part of you the do thing. it because you have to do it. Exactly. Do, and Gary V talks about that a lot too, right? Like you have to do the work. He tells everybody DM a hundred people a day and compliment them on something. Hundred percent. That's what's up. What's it? The the three cents. Uh, give him your two cents two cents 2.99 or something whatever it is yeah, yeah give him your go go to 100 people's profiles and whether it's on their picture their latest post or in their dm give them your two cents yeah it doesn't yeah. matter if just do it every single day and you will see a growth in your business yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, so it, it's still it's the little tedious work that everybody doesn't want to do that i think really like sets up your foundation like he's talking about and gets you gets you to your end result you know 100 percent. well you have to you have to do the little stuff i actually I, I honestly it might be a little bit off i'm not gonna remember the quote but i saw a video mike tyson said this and it kind of ties into boxing and i can't remember if it was on his podcast or a guest on somebody's and Fuck, I'm gonna misremember this, but he basically talked about the fact that he became obsessed with the shit that he hated. So if yeah, like he hated doing 100%. something when he was in the ring, in the gym, doing road work, whatever yep, it was, yep, yep. it wasn't about I like or don't I think it's like Arnold, it. Arnold, to be honest. No, I, I know Mike Tyson said it recently. Okay. I know for a fact he said something yeah. along these lines. And he's like, I was just obsessed with doing the stuff that was like mundane. That you don't, yeah, like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. I had to do this. I didn't like it wasn't I like it or this like it. I just knew I had to do you it. To do so it, yeah. I became I like I fell in love with doing this stuff and it became routine. Yeah. And that's how I knew I would beat guys because I just knew that I'll flip a switch and I'll do the stuff that I hated. So if I hated it, I would love it more and I would go do yeah. it. 
And like, that's the, the thing is, is like, you know, there's probably a lot of, I, I know there's a lot of people out there that do this, you know, you, it's easy to see the people that, you know, kind of fake it till they make it, want to kind of inflate what they look like. But there's other people out there grinding day in and day out. But like, that's the thing you see that you, like, there's like, it's, it's so, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like, it's so cool to see when you find people that are willing to like, really just like, I don't care what people think. I don't care what I have to do. I'm not below this or above this. You know, I'll go fucking pick up the mop and clean the floor if I have to. I'll do the things that I have to do to make this, to succeed yep. in doing this. And like, yeah, I know where I want to be one day. I want to live a life where I don't have to do this stuff one day. But until that day comes, I'm going to keep working and do everything I have to. And the thing is the people that, at least this is an assumption that succeed are the ones that do that. And then when they get there, they're like, oh, I did all this. So now I'm here. I'm still not better than this. I'll still keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And like they're the people that, you know, treat the janitor the same as the CEO and the people that yep. come with a little more humility because they've seen it all. They didn't come into it. They didn't just inherit it. They didn't hire people mm-hmm. to do it. That's really hard, I think, especially in this, again, this day and age where it's about like instant gratification, being a celebrity, being an influencer. It's really hard to put yourself like below that. It's like, fuck it. I'll do whatever I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's my TED talk. No, no, I agree. Arnold Schwarzenegger said uh, something similar. It's like when you get to the gym, the exercise you hate the most, make sure you do it and do extra reps of it, do extra sets of it because that's that's the difference. Like, fuck. If someone who really loves wide grip chin-ups, yo, kudos to you, but wide grip (laughs) chin-ups fucking suck. And they're one of the best exercises you can do for back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, it's, the, it's the question I wanted to ask, and Jordan, yeah, that's a yeah. fucking great story. We haven't had a good story like that, like an intro story since uh, Tristan Sidewalk yeah, yeah. Hustle. Crazy. Like, yeah, that was a crazy like thirty minute story. But mm. um, when did bro, I guess switching over to you, Brian? Brian, when did when did you come into this equation? Tell us your story. Now. My story with with myself or with well, UBC. But give us both. Give us your story and then yeah. UBC as well. Okay. Um, my story is not as exciting, but I was <laughs> I was born in Korea. A lot of people think that I was born here. I was born in Korea. Mm, cool. um, I lived there till I was nine, and then we moved to Vancouver. Um, hated my life in Vancouver. Obviously, I mean, I was nine years old when I moved. Right? <laughs> Danny's like, I was, no, she's, I was, she's French. So I was nine years no old, right? When I when I moved, so I had friends. I knew what was going on. I wasn't too young. So when I moved to Vancouver, um, no friends. Couldn't speak a word of English. Couldn't even say hello, right? So I got bullied a lot. Whatever, all that fun stuff. Um, while I was there, and then well, we says all the fun stuff, <laughs> you know, all, all that all stuff. That fun stuff yeah. No, they're they're they screaming the at me and yelling at <laughs> me. All the, the older guys have no idea what they're saying. I'm just standing. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know. <laughs> and then eventually we moved to Oakville. So I live in Oakville. Um, I was we moved there when I was 13. Um, high school went to York University. Um, two years hated my life. Worst university in the entire world. <laughs> absolutely hated my life there's no social life there's no culture there's no community at york you know because it's all immigrant students right they go to school they do their classes and they leave right so the school's empty um so i was at york i lived there for two years again hated my life and it kind of really put me in like a really really i guess depressed you know place a, a dark place in my life where i just didn't want to do anything i had no motivation to do anything i didn't work out i stopped working out completely gained a lot of weight i had acne on my face i was smoking weed every day i was drinking every other day hanging out with the wrong people um and i had absolutely no idea what i wanted to do with my life like nothing sorry were you so you said you gained you were overweight no not overweight oh, okay. but i i was i was so i was him, was looking at him like this guy's was, this guy's jack yeah, i remember was a time no, he I was, was you were a little chubby you yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't this is this is where we gotta like post a picture of him like in the video like Chubby Brian, yeah, yeah, Chubby Jack, Jack. Yeah. transformation, chubby oh, like, like wasted too. Like I'm like sitting there, Buddha belly, like drunk. I, I have those. Basically, pictures. me right Trust now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm proud of it. I, I ain't gotta worry. Um, 
So yeah, pretty bad place. Probably the worst place I've what ever been personally, uh, mentally and and emotionally in my life. Because I was also comparing myself to a lot of my other friends that were, you know, in in fun universities. You know, taking the the program that they wanted to take. You know, or already working under their parents' company or whatever, doing real estate. And I feel like I was only one who didn't know what the fuck he wanted to do. You know, so I was like, felt a little sad, depressed, whatever, self conscious about that. And there was a there was a guy who was a couple of years older than me on the varsity football team at York. Um, he was my RA residence um, in the residence that I was at, and he. You know, he he was like an older brother, or whatever. He was from Oakville too. He kind of saw that I was slipping a little bit, so he actually started taking me to the gym every day. So he used to wake me up from my dorm room every day and take me to the gym, give me a little bit of that C4 pre workout, get me fired. One MR, yeah, yeah. One MR, baby. The, 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 old, original, the old one, yeah. the original one MR, baby. That shit was. Well, that made you tingle. Rick literally talked about this on one of the recent episodes. The one MR, <laughs> the original one MR, eh? Got yeah. banned, right? Yeah, fuck. It got banned. I literally, literally talked. I'm not can tell us her but like that was one mr so okay purple k is like the og like the creatine. creatine right yeah. like purple k everyone took it at some point in their life like to start it's a starter creatine mm. one mr was that one pre-workout where you take it and it's like okay i, I got the jitters <laughs> all right one rep max that's what we're doing today one rep squat let's do like we're lunging 500 pounds 20 20 reps across the gym let's can't go even speak. Can't yeah. even speak. i used to take like three scoops of one mr nah, you're fucked you're might as well just take like six pills of MDMA at that point. <laughs> 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 Disgusting. But um, yeah, he took me to the gym, woke me up, really like helped me get out of this, you know, hole that I was in. And then obviously you got like the pre-workout, you got the gym environment, you're training with some other football players and they're hyping you up. And I really started getting back into this fitness thing that I was in before York University. Uh, so from there, um, I told my Asian ass parents, hey, I'm dropping out. Almost got slapped in the face by my mom. Um, <laughs> that had to give him like a couple of weeks to like really like get over it. But they are, you know, eventually they're like, okay, you gotta do whatever you wanna do, whatever you're happy about. So I did it, I dropped out, went back home. Um, decided to become a personal trainer because I was spending, I would go to the gym three times a day. So I go in the morning, work out, go during the day, work out with my boys, go at night to sauna, cardio, abs, a couple curls by the mirror, you know, all of that stuff. So <laughs> you heard sauna, he's like, yeah. No, man, people like, <laughs> this so, guy knows what I'm so talking I, about. So I was, uh, I hate to cut off your story, but I uh, I joined Lifetime, Lifetime nice. up in Vaughn. Like, yeah. you know, it's a- it's, Rich. It's, yeah, it's like Rich. a nice facility, CEOs. right? Like, yeah. So I joined it because for me, the gym is like my escape from reality. Like there's days where you go there just to like fucking walk and text while you're walking or check your emails and shit. But then there's other times where, you know what? I want the whole nine yard experience. I want to go for four hours, three hours. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to do my cardio. Then I'm going to stretch. Then I'm going to do my weights. Then I'm going to spend an hour in the change room. I'm going to sauna. I'm going to steam room. I'm going to whirlpool. I'm going to cold pool. And I'm going to shower. And I'm going to like, you know, that's my evening. That's what I'm, that's like on my agenda. Six to 10. That's what I'm doing. Dope. The best. That Some people great. don't understand. Or some people are like, that's, that's fucking brutal. Why would you fuck, six, that, four hours? That's fucking yeah. brutal. <laughs> Let's open up gyms. Let's open up gyms. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah. I will agree with that. Like, I guess for four hours, I think it's a, that's crazy. But I do agree. Open gym should be, we'll get into that. Yeah. Sorry to jump back. Um, where was was yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So, um, yeah, I'd be in the gym three times a day. And at the time I was training every day, you know, trying different things with nutrition on bodybuilding.com, Steve Cook, you know, following his programs. You guys probably know. Even I up. did that, but you didn't know, work, obviously. <laughs> Greg, Greg Plitt? Huh? Greg Plitt? No. You remember him? Is, no. Is, he, is he a bald guy? 
Ball, Greg Plitt died about like three years ago, but he oh. was like one of like the OG like YouTube personal oh, trainers. No, I'm yeah, about bodybuilding. What's the guy name with the K? Just with a K. Um, he had a mohawk. Um, yeah. He had a 12 week program. He had a mohawk tattoo. They all have a 12 week program. But yeah, Steve Cook, like all these guys, like um, following their program. Chris Gethin. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know who that is. Katie, um, power building program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just experimenting on myself, seeing what worked for me, what didn't, and eventually, like, my body started really changing. Um, and then I was at the time I was working at uh, Liquid Nutrition, which was like a healthy smoothie place, just full time doing my thing, enjoying my life. Um, and then one of the girls there, she was a personal trainer at Good Life, so she's like, "Hey, like, dude, you're on. You're not even working. First of all, like, you come to work." Uh, whatever your shift is and you're on the computer looking at bodybuilding.com the whole time you're not even making the smoothies i know you're in the gym three times a day she's like why don't you just become a trainer mm. right why don't you just go in the gym make money doing what you do being in the environment with the people you love you know and so i thought about it for a bit um you know i talked to a couple friends about it my parents and they're kind of like at the moment they're like uh like personal trainer probably not financially stable like they had a lot of doubts um so you know i uh, but eventually i got to the point where i was like you know what like i'll give it a shot i uh, went to the weekend uh, personal training course failed the exam by one question and, and and Lindsay, she called me she's like look i met you i like your personality you obviously know what you're doing you have a you're fit you're healthy i can tell but you failed the exam by one question so i'm gonna ask you the question again over the phone and if you answer correctly i'll let you pass oh, wow. so I passed the test, got my certification, and then I started working for Gullet Fitness Corporate Gym in Oakville. Um, I was there for about three years, learning all the basics, and then I left and decided to run my own business. I was like, it's time to, you know, separate from the corporate setting because, um, you know, they really lock you down. They really try to own you with everything that they uh, do, right? So I left Gullet, um, decided to run my own business, and next thing you know, I'm with UBC with this guy right here. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of the gist of my story. That's still a pretty good. It's still a pretty great story. You've been a little thank bit humble you. before, but that's good for you. Thank and when? Sorry, and then that point because I know, um, so everyone knows the timeline wise. So when did you guys come together? Uh, start working together. So, I worked with one of his trainers, Irv, with boxing. I reached out to him. I'm mm. gonna say like February, of this year. Oh, so this is very it, no, recent. This, this is recent. This oh, okay, is recent. okay. But but I've been following UBC on social media and Instagram for a long time, and I think I actually tried to get a job a long time ago, but they're like, we're not hiring. A couple of years ago, I think. <laughs> that like, shade okay. at you, hey? All right. Yeah, all, right. Yeah, all right, whatever. Come back we'll in a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Give me a couple of years, you know? <laughs> um, so I reached out to one of his trainers. I'm like, man, like, I haven't boxed in a little bit. Like, can you hold pads for me? So I went and met him, and he was there. Started talking to this guy for a bit about, you know, what I do. He seen my Instagram. He's like, yeah, I seen your Instagram, whatever. Um, we, and then we shoot the shit. We chatted for a bit. He taught me a little bit about the club, the history behind it, how it started, what they stand for, the culture, the community. Um, and then eventually he's like, hey, like, if you, if you want to be a part of this club, then, you know, let, let, let's give it a shot. So um, recent thing. The relationship wow. periods, yeah, recent between myself and the club. Probably, like, professionally starting March. So then if you're starting in March, like, of this, well, wait, 
of 2021 or 2020? 2021. Oh, so like yeah, really yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, that is very recent. That I was gonna, I was trying to picture like timelines are kind of convoluted in my head because this fucking year's been yeah, wild. Crazy. I mean, I, I write no. off like 2020 is a write off. I don't even count it really. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not I'm even a real, like, real year <laughs> It's honestly like it, it's it's crazy because like even thinking about like, telling the story, I was like, oh, okay, it's got to be like before the pandemic, three months, and then wow, oh shit, three months. Oh really? Hey, damn. Congrats, congrats. Honestly, longer though. But three yeah. months anniversary, <laughs> <laughs> so obviously there's more to the story too. You guys have been doing some stuff since. I mean, yeah, man. Like I think uh, Brian, w when did you start boxing? Like just getting intrigued in boxing. When was that? So I started boxing. I'm gonna say oh, like yeah. on and off five years ago. Um, so me and my my friends we were partying for like Team LTD on a boat, and we were whatever having a good time. We left the boat to go to our bus to go home, and I was walking, turned around, and this guy's mid swing with the bottle of Grey Goose to my boy's head. Oh shit! For no reason, because the guy that swung the bottle, we actually partied with him. Everything was good. So he swung the bottle on my boy's head. My boy drops, he's bleeding everywhere. Whoa. I get in a fight, and then I break my hand. And then at the time I was a big meathead, right? Like like chest day, like every day, you know, like didn't do no legs. <laughs> Heck yeah, like, my boy. Day, let's go. You know what I mean? So I broke my I got a boxer's fracture and then I was in a cast and I couldn't work out and that really pissed me off that I couldn't bench, I guess. Mm -hmm. Fucking meathead, meathead, you know? So I had to do legs every day. That's why my legs got huge. Um, and then after my hand healed, I'm like, oh, like I don't want that happening ever again. Cause I honestly at that moment, like I was different in my brain in my brain like i was obsessed with working out like that's all i could think about i was rarely home i was in the gym 24 7 like i was completely like crackhead addicted right so i was super upset that i couldn't work out i broke my hand so that's when i reached out to someone that i don't an, an uh, amateur boxer in oakville um he was training out of prime time golden glove winner silver glove winner um a couple of years older than me went to the same high school i was like dude teach me how to fight right teach me how to box so i joined boxing for the wrong reasons to begin with and then you know you start boxing and you start getting humbled by the sport big time right? you start doing some light sparring with your coach and you start getting beat up and you start doing sprints and you start doing pad work and you start getting humbled and you start learning to be patient and that kind of changed my whole perspective of you know the re the, the my initial beginning of, of of learning the sport itself um and then it, it became something that i i loved and that i looked forward to every day and something that um that that changed you know my mindset a little bit and, and matured me a little bit i guess right taught me discipline taught me resilience taught me patience um all of the above so um started boxing for fun on and off five years ago um, never had any desire to compete or anything like that i just wanted to learn the sport the science of it started teaching it to a lot of my pt clients about two years in after i was learning and got gotten a little better and then this year was the first year where i was like i want to compete you know, it's been five years learning the sport, you know, being part of the, the boxing community a little bit in the GTA, teaching it to my clients. I'm like, maybe it's time for me to re get real experience, get competitive experience and really be in the ring and really be in the uh, trenches like you guys talked about and really, you know, uh, learn what hard work is all about. So, um, yeah. So that's one of the main reasons also why I joined UBC, because I wanted to find a good culture, a good team and coaches where I could train with that are going to make me better. Us, really cool. I want to talk about that too, like a, what yeah. the, what the plans she wanted to fight. But even to jump back to touch on that, um, like I said off camera, that I'm a big fan of boxing. But actually, like I picked up boxing. I've been a fan since I like can remember, like in high school. My first fight I think I watched was Mayweather uh, De La Hoya back in the day, like way back mm -hmm. in the wow, day. That was a long time ago. Um, so I love it as a fan, 
Uh, but I've always liked it as from like a physical activity perspective. Like I joke, I'm obviously a little bit chubbier one here, but I actually genuinely do like being active, but I don't like being in the gym lifting weights. Like boxing is my is my exercise. And I, um, are you guys familiar with Kingsway Boxing in yeah, Etobicoke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so Jen Huggins. Okay, so nice. my office, not the pre this, our family business is in Etobicoke. Literally, like I can throw a rock and hit it. Nice. And um, long story short, my sister participated in Media Wars, which is like that charity fight. Yeah, she yeah, fought yeah. in it when she was like 21. She's a year younger nice. than me. So she fought. Jen was part of it. And then yeah. I was kind of training. Um, I was training over at uh, Extreme on Kipling, yep, yep. whatever. My sister goes, oh, Jen's involved, really cool, got her own gym. You should go check it out one day. So I go one day, I'm like, I want to keep boxing, but I wanted more like to not get to the point of fighting, but I wanted to be more active. At, King, at Extreme, they'd make me at the bag. I was like, I want to do pads, whatever. Anyways, got into it, got teamed up with Jen. I got, sorry, I got teamed up with Virgil. Can you? Um, we also with, did Sully's before. We did oh, Sully's too. Yeah. Well, I was at nice. Kingsway still, but I think with the Sully's afterwards. Right? Yeah, because nice. I moved downtown. But anyways, got into it. I really liked the sport as a fan, and yeah. I was like, you know, it's, I want to get into it. And I'm okay to admit it. I have a bit of a hit. Press the number nine. Um, a bit of a big mouth, a bit of an ego. And to your point about like being humbled, like that's the one thing that like, boxing taught me more than anything. Uh, but when I started, I was like, you know, I just want to do pads. It's cool. I like yeah. it. Never had an intention of fighting. Um, and started to realize how hard it was from a work perspective. Like it's, they don't, it doesn't matter how, how fit you are, how strong you are, how big and tough you are in the streets. Like when you're hitting pads and, and putting in work, like you got to shut up and work and, and, that taught me the, the, the discipline on that perspective. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah. Um, where I'm going with this about like the, the aspect of boxing from what it like taught me the most is one day I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to fight once. I want to see what it's mm -hmm. like. You know, it's easy to run your mouth and, and, you know, be a big shit talker. And Jen has a saying, don't talk about it, be about it, which is like stuck with me to this day. <laughs> um, so one day I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight. Uh, I want to try and fight. And Virgil's like, are you sure? Like, it's a big commitment. You know, it's not as easy as you think it is. It's not like what you're watching on TV. So I put my name in the in the hat or in the ring, so to speak, to fight in um, fight to end cancer. Nice. So in 2018, 2018, yeah, 2018, I, like I joined Virgil, Virgil, like we're gonna pick you. Yeah. You're gonna like we're gonna make you the main event. Like you gotta be like, oh, are shit. you are you actually in this? I'm like, yeah, nice. I'm in 100. percent Nice. And like I said, I uh, <clears throat> I had a uh, bit of a big mouth then. Like we have an someone, audience now. Yeah. What's up, Bex? Um, I. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to go back to your point is like once you step first like step into that ring, that ring yeah. and you put the headgear on and you What's get that? you get that first punch to the nose because you realize that like it no one cares your opponent the, the sport of boxing does not give a shit about how much you can talk how much money you make how big your muscles are it's literally about back to your point as well as like just staying focused being in the zone and just moving step by step being humble and realizing that every reaction has an equal reaction all these yeah. things I guess what I'm getting with this point of the story is like it's the one sport that really taught me like skills that transfer across every, every discipline of my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not yeah, even just yeah. a human being. It taught mm -hmm. me like from a physical activity. Like I thought it was gonna teach me how to be fit and fight yeah. people. Mm -hmm. It taught me that. It taught me how to be like a, just a better person and be humble and understand that like somebody across the street's bigger <coughs> than you or smarter than you or better than you. Like don't think you're the king of the world. Mm -hmm. It also translated big time to, my, to business, which I never would have thought. 100%. Mm -hmm. But. Honestly, there's one thing that I wish like more people did is like more people get, got involved in the sport of whatever it is, some kind of martial arts or fighting. Because mm. a lot of people look at it as like it's brutal, right? It's like it's boxing, it's fighting, it's punching yeah, them in the face. Or, yeah. But you don't realize, like you said earlier, the science of it. People don't realize like there's it's a lot of there's more cerebral aspect of, of fighting yeah. and all that and the strategy aspect, mm. the discipline, the humility, all that, more so than the fighting aspect. Because boxing, if anything, is more a chess game than it is an actual fight. It's a lot bigger than that. 
gets yeah. a lot more a lot more advanced, a lot more detail. And I think that's one of the main things that I fell in love with the sport itself was like how much detail there is in everything from like foot positioning to balance to stability to you know what I mean? There's so many 100%. little details that you need to take into account and one small detail that's missing could end the fight for you. Uh, absolutely, you know? and we're talking. I'm obviously you probably have more perspective on this as someone you yeah. probably follow more competitively yeah. than than yeah. than I did. But I mean, it's, you're right on. That, yeah. I mean, that's 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 exactly. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm not gonna add too much to that because you know I, I feel like you you felt it, um, and the, for me, what I what I'm kind of seeing right now in the boxing industry is that um, a lot of people are like boxing is at a point where it's there's a lot of media behind it there's a the mic a little oh yeah you? yeah there you go. right there's good yeah, yeah. yeah um boxing is at a point right now where it's highly mediatized there's a lot of business there's a lot of money involved and there's not oh, okay you're that's good, good. You're yeah. good yeah there's not a lot of um there's not a lot of uh control about where it's going um i always describe it kind of like to to, to relate it to people i feel like boxing's right now where yoga was about 10 years ago you oh, know? good. That's a good um, analogy. Yeah. Ten years ago, yoga was just becoming a thing. Creating there was a there was a boom, and uh, and it and it actually became something actually started commercializing. You know, it, it started commercializing, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. and then it and it did it in a very and it did, did it pretty well. You know, when you when you think about a yoga class right now, you know, you're thinking about you know not just stretching and not just, you know what I mean. Like they did it well. It's still involved with your spirit and your mind and your all the culture, stuff. Community yeah. culture. They created yeah, something yeah. really good. Yeah. The pivotal point behind that was education. Absolutely, you know, yeah. The yoga teacher training, YTT, 40, uh, 40 hours, four hundred hours, uh, eight hundred hours. That is what made yoga what it is today. And then brands came on to it, Lululemon, and all these brands came Nike, on, on, on and, you know, Nike, and all these brands added on. But the pivotal point was education, and what's and that's what's lacking right now in boxing. It's education. It's people right now that are that are just pushing boxing for the money without giving it homage and paying respects to its heritage and to what the sport actually is. And for me. When I saw, like, honestly, the, when, when Brian came in, I saw him once or twice, maybe at the club. He came in straight and he was like, bro, are you looking for an instructor? I, it's very rare that someone asked me straight like that. And when I saw, and I looked at his Instagram page and I look at all this stuff, I'm like, this guy, he, he, he's at that fitness level, but he wants more. He knows that there's more out there. And now I feel like this is the pivotal point where there's so many people that are just like, yo, we want more, but there's not a lot of people offering that. You know, that's why. So I was like, yo, okay, for sure. I was like within five, within like, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the mentality for me, like it, like I saw that right away. I'm like, okay, he's hungry. I could tell because you wouldn't just come up to the owner and be like, yo, I want a job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or like, yo, you're hiring right now, you know? But when I saw that, I was like, you know, maybe you would be like, yo, you do it. You know, like you kind of have your ways, but like he was straight up and I like that. And, and I feel like, you know, and now, and I, from what I saw from his Instagram, from his experience, he, he's a guy that's like, trying to level up the same way you were saying right like you're doing it for exercise and all this stuff but you realize there's something potent in there and you're trying to get up there and the problem is right now there's not a lot of really people offering that yeah there's not a lot of clubs offering that and they're not 
or if they're offering it they're not offering it in a right way Yo what yoga teacher training does and what even crossfit community did with their you know uh, um, um with their uh, training programs things like that is that they kind of standardized it mm -hmm. right there's there's really no sanctioning body right now in boxing that's standardized that's the biggest you know biggest and it, it's the biggest it, yeah. thing so you know right now it's kind of like it's the wild west it's the wild west and everybody can call themselves a boxing coach a boxing trainer yeah. boxing that but it you know so i'm like it i i'm 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 really hoping that in the next few years um we can come together as a boxing community unite and standardize the sport so that it doesn't become all over the place yeah. so that there's no more logan paul versus mayweather <laughs> there's no more of these like crazy circus shows going on i mean like it's and i i, I don't mind them going on you know what i mean like at all the best to them they're making money all the stuff but for the for now what it's what what those things are doing they're highlighting the gaps in the sport they're highlighting like a guy like me can because i have let's say um 10 million followers can say hey i want to go play in the nba <laughs> because i have 10 million. the nba is going to look at me and be like what the fuck are you yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about yeah, you got to go to the mind you know what i mean like even michael jordan because he like michael jordan was in an nba he wanted to go to the MLB. He had to go to the fucking minor leagues. Yeah. They didn't just say, oh, you're Michael Jordan. You're good. Okay, we'll you're get you. You're going to no. sell jerseys. You're good. You had, okay. He had to fucking earn a spot. You know what I mean? Like, But that's because the MLB, the NBA, all those big, like, big sports organizations, they're standardized. They have a sanctioning body and behind a sanctioning it. body behind all this stuff. Boxing's all about money. Boxing's greedy. Boxing's run by these, you know, the promoters and all this stuff. But now it's starting to well, switch. Well, it's run by anybody and everybody. Think yeah. Like, look, right. at, look at this fight that just happened. You well, when I... Before I want to say one thing, just because one thing I would add, I want to touch your point. But there's one thing that's interesting that you bring up. But like, as a fan of boxing, I think it's great to see like, from as a fan, yeah, seeing yeah, like yeah. that the pay per view buys making boxing bigger is great because UFC's taken over. Yeah, boxing is is I think on the rebound. Yeah, but there's one saying that's always stuck with me. And to your point of like not having these kind of fights, Logan Paul sure he held his own. But there's one thing that's always stuck with me, and it's the one thing that applies to boxing or, or fighting that doesn't apply to any other sport. You can play soccer. You can't play boxing. Yeah, you can't 100%. play fighting. Like You can step on a, on a field and play with Cristiano Ronaldo. You're not going to yeah, die. You're not going to die. You yeah, step in an MMA room with Conor McGregor sure, or, yeah. or, or Tyson Fury, like you you're could die. die. Yeah, there's so there's a, no there's playing. Yeah, you don't yeah. play a combat yeah, sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's another thing too is that – and sorry, Rick, I cut you off no, here. No, it's okay. Good point. Yeah, and that's one thing that's always stuck with me too and like about the humility of stepping in the ring. Like. You know, I think just to add to that, the 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 momentum that boxing has gotten is crazy because UFC took over, like took over. Yeah. Every kid wanted to go to the UFC and do mixed martial arts. I remember when I was boxing at Extreme, I was like the only guy in the ring. Everyone was rolling on the mats. Like everybody wanted to do mixed martial arts. It was like the cool thing to do. The 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 personalities in boxing and the up and coming young guys and this like the attention of the sport is blowing it up. I think right now is one yeah. of the best times in it's boxing. It's, it's times, had yeah. in, a, in a long time. Hundred percent. But the problem, which is weird to me, and you just touched on, it, is like. It's crazy, number one, the education side of it. Like the education for young fighters or anybody that wants to get into the sport. Yeah. There's no regulation around it. Like you want to do like UFC, you go to like a gym that's sanctioned by like UFC, the banner, or they have mixed martial arts trainers or jujitsu, whatever. And on top of that, the sport of boxing in and of itself, you have like seven different belts, uh, or <laughs> WBC, yeah, yeah. WBO, IBC, like yeah, all these things, IBO. More, right? So like it, it, it makes no sense to me. Like that's the sport of boxing. It's still the pay-per-view numbers it does is bigger than UFC. It's bigger than any sport. Like yeah, Mayweather yeah, is the yeah. richest athlete in the history every year, and he fights once a year, yeah. and he makes more than any guy in history of sports. Yeah. But like they they can't figure this out, and the amount of people that like going back to like even the education approach, I didn't never thought about the analogy of like yoga to boxing, which I think is really cool. It's really interesting. Mm. Um, like 
it has to start there. I start at the education level and teach yeah, people like there, going yeah. into the gym. Not, not. It's not about fighting. Like you go in to f- be a boxer to fight to hurt someone. It's complete. probably gonna lose the fight. Yeah, you got to go in with the expectation of like understand the strategy, yeah. understand the education. Like you said, the balance, all that stuff. The sport, and, and it goes back sport. down to that to the grassroots level of like the education and like having the you know. I guess twofold having the trainers be like actual sanctioned trainers who know that they're teaching the same thing across disciplines more or less more or less and they're educating kids on what the like it's not about going to knock someone or hurt somebody 100% yeah and and like that's the that's the most important Mm -hmm. part right there teaching the people not just the technique because I mean everybody has the technical they have like you know Boxing Ontario here there's like these technical like I mean they're two day workshops and anybody can take them but they'll teach you how to throw the jab and all this stuff but it's 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 deeper than that. And even in the UFC and in every fighting sport, the thing is that like, for me, I see boxing as our kind of Western martial art, right? Like it's our, um, it, it, it's, it's our, uh, um, our way of, of fighting, right? Like it's not Kung Fu. It's not karate. Uh, it, it's not like, uh, what they're doing in, in Russia. Like this is, so we have to, it has to integrate our culture, and it has to integrate also with philosophy, with mentality, with all those things that martial art bring, right? Like when you take your kid to karate, you're not taking him to just learn karate. You're taking him to learn discipline. Yeah. You're taking him yeah. to learn life lessons. You know what I mean? And that's what you're taking him to, to do, not just to get active, right? Like, I mean, I think most people know that karate is not really... Uh, a sport that you do to defend yourself you know what i mean like it's not a combat discipline like it's a discipline but you, it's all those things and that's why i would put my kid in someone like you know if i didn't know like i was like yeah like i need to put in something martial but in boxing it doesn't offer that yeah so you have all these parents that are just like no you know i don't want my kids i don't want my kids to get punched in a concussion blah, 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 it's yeah, violent, yeah. there's it's no this, like there's that. nothing there's, like no you know, principle rooted in it right like, our society right now is not promoting boxing yeah and it's promoting it in the wrong way it's like you know for like there's certain areas like in cuba boxing is like their national sport it's like you see you see a boxer he's sitting beside you he's 30 40 60 years old he doesn't yeah. look like a boxer they don't get hit they they and they're smart people you know what I mean? Because like, they've used that art to be able to help them, you know, in ways physically and also mentally. And and that I mean, for me, I my, my coach was Cuban, and that's what like oh, wow. it was. It was really you know uh, impactful, and I saw the difference between the coaches, and I saw like those coaches that are just very technical, and then only teach you about one side. They only they they might only teach you tactics and not ta- and not uh, uh, or they might teach you technique but not tactics. They might teach you a bit of tactics, but they'll never talk about the philosophy or how to you know think about yourself and your opponent and all this stuff mm-hmm. right the 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 fight that happens before the actual fight like how you have to prepare yourself how to how you have to you know um kind of like psych out your opponent and all this stuff right yeah. like they don't teach you about that so like for me i'm like yo i i know all these things and i'm just like yo i'm, I'm just eager to like start to push it out there because i feel like right now there's also on the the on the on the other side there's a lot of people that, you know, just like yourself and just like Brian that want to get to that ne- next level. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think we're there almost as a society that are like, yo, like we want more. I feel it at the club. I feel that at the club. Like I felt it for the last two years. It's like I have, there's all these fitness studios in the city that are, you know, I love them because they, they, they kind of introduce people to boxing. But then they're like. I want the I want I want the real thing. Yeah, I want yeah. to feel it. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, it's not everybody. It's not for everybody. Um, but, so honestly, I was saying that to. I think 
it's it's it is i think it is actually for everybody boxing is for honestly i think it's for everybody but not everybody sometimes ready but the thing is that like i've seen insane transformations happen and i mean like we don't even post too much about like physical transformations but because for me like those are like those are cool but it's the like mental and the 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 complete switch of mentality that people can have with boxing is yeah. insane absolutely insane you know what i mean and for me like that's the that's the biggest reward because that will impact like we have right now we've been doing for the last couple of years these three month camps so we call it the 90 day fight camp so we're kind of known in the city some people like you know i've uh, seen the ads uh, you've seen that yeah i've seen the ads Fuck, yeah, i might have ads. to join that one yeah, yeah, almost, yeah, almost yeah, are the ads know. working <laughs> yeah, the ads, the ads are crazy i have not oh, seen yeah. that but i actually might be down <laughs> the ads are fucked like we we take we just put them up for a week and we have to take them down because we we can't keep up with the amount really of uh, no, no they're great they're no, great i see them on instagram all the time i have seen it i've seen oh yeah i want to get like fighter ready and i'm like fuck it exactly. yeah, that's, the one. Ready. Ready. <laughs> that's the one 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's i want to i want to add oh, oh go ahead no sorry go, i'm sorry i was go gonna ahead. say i got a whole bunch i got three points i've been like trying to okay okay i mean no i just wanted that one thing i'll describe the program basically it's a three month it's a 90 day program um we take people that are complete beginners and we like transform them to fighters in the end of three months so they like their objective is to fight so we don't take anybody that is not like, ready. okay, I'm ready. Like I want to fight. So we do little trials here and there. But most of the time, if you're like, if you sign up, we'll motivate you as well too. You're not in this by yourself, you know? But basically we take people and you see these crazy, sometimes we'll like, yeah, we'll take a chance. We're like, yeah, we'll take you. You see these people like, they get hit on their first one. They cry. Like not even just like a little tap. <sighs> cry completely. Three months later, they're confident as fuck. That fucking hit me. Like they... They win their fights. They compete with people. Like this, this specific uh, woman that I'm talking about cried on her first sparring session and not even getting hit hard, right? Just like because she hit someone and because she got hit, she was like, it was like too much, like emotionally. She beat the provincial champion at the end of three months, right? Like there's another guy who started from scratch at the end of three months. He became the provincial champion. He did the fight with us two weeks later. He got three more fights at the, at the provincials and he won. Like, Come and on. that in three months. Like these guys train, like again, like almost like addicts. Like we tell them, your life now is work, sleep, and box. That's it. I don't want to hear like excuses. Yeah, if you tell me, oh, if you're injured is the only reason that you cannot show up is if you're injured and we tell you to rest. And even then, we tell you to show up and watch. There's no, I'm No. You tell your girlfriend, you tell your work, you tell your work. You have to tell your work because your work is, is a huge commitment. You have to tell them, listen, like I'm going to come in maybe a bit tired. I have a month coming up and all this stuff. And honestly, it's great PR also for the work. Sometimes like we have like, you know, at the end of the fight, there's like all the coworkers, they're there with the sign. Yeah, let's go, Nikki. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. All there, know they're you all mean. there cheering on. So it's good. You but have, like, you know, it's a full commitment on every front. But three months, sometimes is all it takes to be able to compete and, and it's to, a, be able to get there. I'll let you go. I'm not going to say anything, but boxing, it's yeah. crazy what you can transform in a very little time and, yeah. and what it teaches you from like a, a human perspective more than fight. Like you learn to fight, but changes your mentality more than anything. 100%. At least that's what I found. But sorry, yeah. bro, you yeah. can go ahead. I'm gonna I, I got so many points. Ricky's been I, waiting I, I, for I'm this right now. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay. First point. Uh, George, actually hang on for this. So my dad, we call him Big Frank. He, heavier set dude. Yeah. My dad... Did martial arts from like four to like 11. Oh, 
Okay. So like his no, you can leave after this. So I'm just telling you this martial Bro, big Frank. So <laughs> he uh he literally did martial arts from like four till eleven. He was like not a black belt by any means, but like he's a bigger dude. When you tell him and he all he still remembers it, like he can kick like to your head and whatever. It's pretty yeah. funny. Like my dad too, my dad did karate. Did he? Yeah, my dad did karate. That was it. That was his day. Weird, small little guy. Yeah, my my dad's like the opposite. My dad's a heavy set guy, which is really funny. You can go now. That's what you wanted to tell me. Yeah, you didn't know that big Frank did karate. No, you definitely did it. Second part. I love the best part about this podcast, and I get to say this all the time, and I say this so many episodes is watching people talk about what they love doing because they light up like watching you talk about the gym watching you talk about like kind of like the highs and lows people light up and you can see that in their eyes and their excitement levels when they talk about it mm. it's fucking so <laughs> rewarding and i don't know if the listeners care as much as i do but maybe the energy doesn't transfer maybe it does i don't know but when i get to sit here and like i hear you talk about this you talk about that I actually get so excited. I'm like, I want to be a personal trainer. I want to join the gym. Yeah. Like, I'm so ready because it's like listening to people talk about what they love doing is, or what they like, you know, the hardships and how they kind of prevailed is so amazing. Like both of your guys' eyes lit up telling your stories. And it's just like, it's such a feel good moment. I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, this is amazing. Like, I want to <laughs> do this. Like, like you guys just talk. So. I'm going to take this clip. I'm going to rewind it in oh, a bro, month so or two when we're open. I'm going to be like, yo, it's your time now. Yeah, you said it. it. You committed. Enjoy Let's go. Like, there's times where it's like, like I, I've done boxing. I, I'm all about the physical transformations, like mentality. Like I go through my highs and lows and right now I'm on a vibe. So it's great. Mm. Physically, like I love boxing for the physical challenge that it provides. Like I, I boxed and sparred with Georgie too. In the past, and we trained at Sully's. We trained at Kingsville. Nice. Kingsville? Kingsville? Kingsway. 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 Yeah. Kingsville is our sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Kingsway. We trained there for a little bit, and it's awesome. Like, you get fucking absolutely shredded boxing. Between the running, the cardio, the sparring, and everything, yeah, you get absolutely yeah, shredded, yeah. which I love. The last point I wanted to make, third point. <laughs> I'm the salon. I remember these. Hit it. Uh, third point is with boxing. So with mo majority of sports, there's like, the major sanctioned bodies, you know, like hockey, yeah. there's the NHL, box, uh, baseball, MLB, basketball, NBA, yada, yada, yada. With boxing, since it's such a singular event, it's not a group of events, or I guess it's a group of events in one night a lot of times. Yeah. There's not really like one sanctioned body that's like, okay, we're going to run them all and we're going to be the best of the best. It's like, mm. okay, whenever Mayweather fights, it's the Mayweather Productions or whatever. You have the YouTube versus TikTok the boxers. Trailer. You got to think about that was... You, you got no real, no disrespect to any of them. I'm sure they trained. I'm sure they crushed it. I didn't watch. I don't know anything about it. But none of them are real, real fighters. Mm. And no disrespect. None of them are listening, so it doesn't matter. But none of them are like real fighters where they train. This is what they do. Like they're YouTubers. They're TikTokers. That's how they make their money. And like, you know, kudos to them. But they can throw on an event that's going to do X amount of pay-per-views or X amount of purchases. And they're going to make an absolute killing. Mm -hmm. So you know there's going to be a next one. You have the Logan Paul Mayweather. Well, you know there's going to be a Jake Paul McGregor. Maybe not McGregor, for example. But it could happen. Tyson, it could Tyson happen. Tyson Woodley. Tyson Woodley. So he's not, a yeah, he's not a McGregor, but fuck, the guy's a former UFC I champ. He knocks his fucking head off. Yeah, but let's say, let's say Jake Paul wins. Who's next? It's literally McGregor is next. Mm. I don't think so. I think it's going to keep climbing. That, Regardless, I like mean, this guy, and maybe he's a good fighter, maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know anything about boxing. But the fact that a YouTuber... TikToker, social media influencer, got to step in the ring with a former UFC f champion, which was the the English dude, Ben. Ben. Yeah, Asker. yeah, yeah. Asker, Asker. 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 Now he's stepping in the dude with like a legit 
UFC sparring fight. UFC fighter. It'll. This, it's no, gonna continue because because money's toxic. Exactly but it's gonna it. stop at some point because someone's gonna get very badly hurt. Like you had that fucking I don't look. Yeah, TikTok, but if someone but gets Bryson, badly hurt. Hold on, there's that, that Bryson. What's that YouTuber? Bryson guy? Like the the Bryson. fucking what are the two guys it. that fought? There's like oh, a YouTube oh, and a TikTok guy fought on oh, the weekend. Yeah. Ocho Cinco fucking got it. Too. Bryce Hall and Austin McBroom. Someone so like you gotta understand like you like. So those guys, they're not boxers, but it's two boxers not fighting each other. One of them, like, it doesn't take a lot to really hurt somebody in the sport. Like, you catch someone in the right spot, yeah. and this is not to toot my own horn. Like, when I when I sparred in my fight, I knocked the guy out that I fought. It was a fucking charity match with headgear, and I knocked the guy out. And I, I, I felt real, like, I was like, that's, like, that's fucked. This guy's, like, asleep right now. Like, well, this is crazy. Yeah. You don't realize, like, it's, does it, it's not about, like, the punch that knocks somebody on boxing, not the hardest punch, the punch you don't see coming. Mm -hmm. That's what knocks you out. Yeah. And, like, these guys, like, okay, Jake Paul, he's training now. Logan Paul, they may fight a little bit more. They get a little bit better. They're still amateurs. But these guys now, they're putting these trailer events on these YouTube events. Honestly, I hope it doesn't. I hope I'm wrong. It's going to keep going. And then at a certain point, someone's going to get very badly hurt. And they're going to realize they made a big mistake doing that. Because when I say badly hurt, like, people have died in the sport of boxing and the UFC. Yeah. And it, it's... It, it, it's crazy to me that the people are willing to take these risks. Like, okay, yeah. I'm sure $5 million for Logan Paul is a lot of money, but is your life worth $5 million? I don't think it's ever going to stop. Until there's like a real, like, one legit sanctioned body that runs yeah. everything. No, that'll never like, happen, though. I don't, that's why, that's yeah, why I don't think it's ever going to stop. I don't, I don't because think it's going to stop. Because gonna, the commissions be... and the commissions are run by the mafia. There's just too much money involved. No, but honestly, I think there's too much money. They're all located in Vegas. What do you think they're run by? There's too much money behind it to... For these, you know, I don't want to say kids, but these like young, aspiring entertainers, because that's what the thrill, uh, the thriller event was. It was an entertainment event. There's too much money behind it. Be like, if you're an entertainer, you're a YouTuber, you're a TikToker, you're an entertainer. Okay, well, get in a massive boxing match. That's an entertainment. That's the that's the new boxing thing, is though. entertainment. UFC is entertainment. Yeah, it's fighting, but it's entertainment. All sports is entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I like. I hope you're right because I do hope it stops. Because oh no, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. Somebody I think it'll will stop. die. I, think I it'll do stop think somebody will die eventually. I, I do not think these social media influencers and these average Joes, or the, not average Joes because they're not. But like, I don't think it'll ever stop. Like, look, Trudeau I, I, was in a boxing match five seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, Ch seven, and I, charity event. Like, no headgear, right? Exactly. Like, I think it. I think again, the most important part is education, yeah. so that people feel like they don't. The more we educate people about it, um, the less they'll take the risk to do that, right? Like, Ocho Cinco actually thought that he was going to win this fight. Nate Robinson thought you know, he'd like, probably step Ocho Cinco thing. lost? He lost, yeah, bro. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. Ocho Cinco fought? Yeah. yeah. Undercard, yeah. He's on the undercard. fight? I saw oh, some some. You know, I don't know who he fought, but he's in the undercard. He's the first he fight. He's for some bare knuckle boxer UFC guy. I don't know him, but like yeah, he's. Yeah. But oh, Ocho he's, he's my a, boy. I know, bro. <laughs> me too. I'm like, yo, Ocho Cinco is I, the epitome I, of an athlete. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you look at the guy; he's the well, fastest guy Nate, ever. Nate Robinson. Nate, Nate Robinson got knocked out. And he actually thought that he was. You know what I mean? But it's like it's the more people are educated about boxing, the more they'll be like, oh yeah, I can't do that. It has to come from. The community it has to come yep. from below, not from on top, not from on top. And the more people come from here and they're like, yo, nah, you know, I'm an athlete, but that shit happened too many times. I'm not going to be the one that's yeah, going to, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. make the fucking, the, 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 the shit. I'll tell you and right that's now. What, that's what they wanted to add because when I was stepping out. It's one thing I want to talk about next year. I heard you say Sully's after when I came back, Rick. One thing I wanted to say to both you guys that like I really, really commend is the, the approach you guys take. Like I, and I, you know, 
I didn't have a lot of context. Like, I know who UBC is. I know you guys are. But, like, didn't know a lot of your philosophy and your approach, right? You see combat gyms. You just think, okay, everyone's got a different take. And to your point, like, I've been to a few in the city. And you see different different stances with each one. Some people just say, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to fight. Well, let's get in the ring and throw gloves on. Other ones, it's, you know, there's more to this than that. And the one, I, I, I'm on your side of this. And I support the approach you guys take. And I really respect it because I wish there was more gyms around the world that would take this approach. Cause I, you know, I, I can p- probably make a fair guess that it's probably an even split. It's probably the ones that, that do it. It's like, oh, we're going to teach you the proper ways to do it. There's other ones that are like, Oh, okay. You want to fight? We'll teach you how to kill, like knock someone out in the ring. It, yeah. It's there's usually like, probably extremes. It's usually exactly. That, yep. And one thing I'll, sh- I'll, I'll give a, just a quick example. So when I was at extreme, it was like when I was there training, extreme was a big boxer. When I was there, I trained with, uh, I won't say his name, but I trained with a guy who trained, uh, one of the Canadian champions back in the day. And I wasn't training to fight. I was training. I to know who you're talking you know about. Talking yep. about. Yep. So it, it, great trainer taught me the fundamentals that actually carried on to help me, you know, probably win my fight. Yep. But it was more like I was fighting and he'd be like on his phone and I, whatever. It was more like, I was just like a client, not really teaching me yep. the fundamentals. I was like, hit the bag. I'm like, I want to learn at the pads. You're yep. not ready. Okay, great. But how can I get ready? Mm-hmm. And it was more like, I was more like a, like a, a, a paycheck, whatever. And yep. I didn't like that. So I left there and I went to go find another gym. So I stopped at, I think I went to Kingsway first. And I remember when I walked in there, I'll never forget this, I didn't like it at first. I walked in and I remember met new gen and Virgil was like, I'll train you. And he's like, but you're going to start from the beginning. Like I was like, yeah, I want to do pads. He's like, that's great. I'll get you to pads. I'll get you to spar if you want, but you're going to start from the beginning. It's going to, and I'm like, how long is that? He's like, when I tell, when I think you're ready, when I don't think you're going to get in there and hurt yourself. And I was like, oh, this is boring. Like At first, I didn't really realize it. Because again, I, before I got, in the fu- I got in the fight, I had a bit of, well, not a bit. I had an ego. And I was like, oh, how hard can it be? Thank God they did, taught me the way I did because mm-hmm. I really understood like the fundamentals. And even then, mm-hmm. I still probably wasn't fully ready. Yeah. But then when I took a break, and went to Sully's. And I don't know, again, I won't mention a trainer there. But Ricky and I went there because we lived downtown. Oldest gym in Canada. I was like, oh, great. Like, we're going to learn from a good trainer. Yeah. First day we fucking walk in. He's like, put these gloves on. I want to see what spar. you guys, what level you're at. Go spar. I'm like, I'm spar. I'm yeah, like, yeah. dude, I, I, don't, I haven't signed a waiver. Like nothing. He's like, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> he put me and Ricky on a, a mat literally this big. This no, like our second. no. First we got in the ring. The second day was the mat. Yeah, okay. So the first day was the ring and we sparred. And like three we, rounds. We haven't been taught the fundamentals. Rounds. Minute rounds, three rounds. We're just we slapping spar. each other. Like, But we're like, like we're we hurt someone. away at each other. Yeah. After that round was done, he made us do ab work, which is every, every boxer does. And he had a boxing glove on the end of a stick. Yeah. That was filled with stuffing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. holding he's holding a plank. And you know what he did? Yeah. Took the so glove and you. whacked my ribs as hard as he could. And I st- I landed on the floor. I looked at him like I looked at him like, Are you crazy? Yeah. And he's like, You wanna be a fighter? I'm like, No, I wanna get in shape. He's like, Well, this is what we do in this gym. And he started like hitting hard. I'm like, dude, like I'm I'm respectful. It's my first day here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second day, he puts me and Ricky on a on a eight a by mat eight the mat size of this carpet. Literally and goes, carpet. if you whoever falls off first does ten push ups. Every time you fall off, it goes up by ten. Yeah. Luckily, I'm a better fighter than Rick, so I did no push-ups. <laughs> Rick, I thought Rick was gonna. Like, I felt bad. I, I was like, I was scared for him. I'm not his kidding. face was like his eyes bloodshot, Guys. face red. I was like, I'm like, dude, I'm gonna kill my best friend. You're like, what is wrong with you? Literally, that was the last day we were at the gym. We walked out. Crazy. No, and we did a couple more sessions because we get, prepaid li- for it. But, <laughs> but where, where I'm going with that is again, like oldest gym in, in Ontario, in yeah. Canada, I think, yeah, yeah, has yeah. its history, and like. I, we walk in, explain that we just want to get in shape and learn the fundamentals, and we're put in the ring to spar. That is st- fucking beyond stupid. Because yeah, what yeah. if I what if I hit him in the wrong? What if he yeah. hit me in the wrong spot? One of us gets hurt. They just they have a very like old school, old school way of thinking, and 
it's hard to change these people sometimes. 100%. You know, and like they're just so ingrained with that old school mentality of just go, 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 go. Toughing you up, whatever, all that. But that's why I really respect what you guys do. And I guess to wrap up, going back to Kingsway, that's why I've been there since. And I'm obviously going to come check out the trailer gym when we get back going. Oh, I fight Ricky over there too. Um, but I respect <laughs> that because more, I think more gyms should do that. And I got the most out of my experience doing what I did because I didn't just like the fighting is one part of it. it gave me confidence beyond belief because I know that I'm not like I'm not can't fight anybody, but I'm not like I know how to defend myself. Yeah. But like it took a long time. It took me seven, probably seven months, if not more, to get to the point where they let me go in the ring and start putting headgear and fight somebody. Yeah. And it taught me that there's grave consequences if you're not prepared to do this. You have to respect the sport, respect your opponent, respect yourself in that ring. And I guess what I'm getting at is I, I, I hope truthfully that with this attention to the sport, I hope there's more guys that you out there that, that bring the education aspect and say, okay, there's an opportunity here to make money. A lot of people want to do it, but let's do it the right way so we don't have somebody who gets hurt down the road. Yeah. So that's, I guess, what I'm hoping for. And, and I hope there's more guys like that you that take the approach you guys did. And, yeah, and yeah. it's really important. It, it, it's, it's really finding that balance between, you know, there, right now it's like there's these two extremes. There's these fitness centers that are uh, or fitness boxing uh, centers that studios whatever boutique whatever you want to call it that just have these bags and they just tell them the bobs do this do that bobs or water bags <laughs> or whatever like the ones they some of them they have like 30 different bags and you have to hit them 30 different ways like you know what i mean and sometimes the person's first time there anyways but like so there's that a whole extreme right and then there's the the other side which is like these old school boxing clubs that are gritty that are dirty and you you you're 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 just really trying to find a diamond in the rough sometimes mm -hmm. you're trying to find that one coach like i'm i i honestly am feel i feel i feel blessed because i i did find that guy and i love those gyms um, though i like i love those gyms I, and i like same thing like you know what i mean like it it smells sometimes like socks but like then it that, that becomes <laughs> a familiar smell that actually motivates you you know mm -hmm. yeah. but like and so there's there's very few now like as the years go by there's less and less of these coaches um and the coaches that are left sometimes are just like just like your experience that you have like and it's very hard to find those diamond in the rough and you can you you really take your chances of going in there and having a bad experiences it's um also for women it might not be a very Inviting, comfortable, like, fighting yeah, yeah. and comfortable space and safe space to be honest uh, at some gyms um so it's like you know, on one side, it's those old school clubs to be able to um, stay relevant. They're going to have to adapt uh, to, to the new paradigm of how things are, are done. Uh, you know, humble themselves, just like the sport humbled them at the beginning. They need to keep doing that, not just with the sport, but with themselves as humans. Um, I feel like that's really important for, for old school coaches to understand. I mean, like, I'm not tell them i'm just that this is my impression um and and for fitness studios and fitness trainers for boxing to understand that you know what they're doing they they to be able to continue what they're doing they need to educate themselves a little bit more they need to um they need to pay respect to what boxing really is because if they don't seek that education um then they're just propagating a very superficial image of boxing that is not going to be like really conducive for the whole future of the sport and honestly like that's really right now like you know i, I keep bringing it up a few times but like I, I i do think about it a lot because i care about the sport so much and i see all this stuff happen like yesterday i was with this kid and like he's been boxing for a year and i'm He's like, yeah, I do these pads and I do like, you know, uh, these long punch combinations with the pads and all this stuff. And like, 
The man couldn't throw one jab. You know, it's like he can't throw one proper punch and the most important punch. And even before punching, he, he, he has a little bit of body mechanics in here there because he's been moving pads. But like it's not even he doesn't even have the rhythm yet of boxing. Right. But he's been with a trainer for a year. Right. It's like so I'm like, man, like, you know, you have all these guys like in the clubs, like teaching them these long combinations. But it's like. You don't have fundamentals. To do that. You don't have to do. I that. was explaining. I was sorry. I'm not the coach. I was thinking about that the whole time. I wanted to ask you what is the one thing you wish more people knew, and you kind of answered it because yeah. I feel like the same thing is. It's crazy how how trainers will go and tell you how to throw three, four, five, six, and no one knows how to throw a fucking one for their life. Yeah. The most important punch in all of boxing that sets up everything. I, I, I've been in many gyms and every single one. There's one trainer that I listen to, I'm like teaching a kid, and I hear like seven, eight, seven, two, slip two. And I'm like. I'm like, dude, I've ever say one. I one don't time. even understand that. I mean, like, for me, I've been boxing for like so long. I don't even like. I don't do combinations. Like, no. you tell me, but I'm like, duh. It like, I mean, especially because it's Cuban boxing, they don't do numbers like that. But like, it's like you don't need to know more than like six punch combinations. Like, unless you're going for speed, and that's the thing. Like, if they want to do fitness boxing, all means. Like, I respect them. They, you know, they they want to do it as a business and all this stuff. Like, do it, but you don't have to do it in a way that like it's like it's like you're you're saying like oh yeah like premiums like uh, i'm selling premium steak but you're doing fast food you know but like don't advertise that like you're selling premium steak if it's fucking you know like uh, like pink slime in mcdonald's you know what i mean like you don't don't don't, don't do that so if you want to do fitness boxing all means do fitness boxing you to be able to get someone like at our club Basically, how we do fitness boxing. We I do love how you're going right now, though. But like, I do love this. <laughs> we, That's back to what I was to talking go. about before. Do we do? Oh, I got to wrap up soon. Yeah, we no, wrap no, up. you're good. But, no, no, I was just, like, keep going. I so, love how fired up you are, right? Like That's a, that energy in the eyes I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. This is the best part about our podcast. Yeah, I mean, you got to start calling people out. Yeah, I would call straight. But like, for example, at our club, like we will do sometimes combinations, but they'll never exceed like six punches. And to really like... To really feel like you're actually getting those results, like a lot of times it's just like nonstop hooks, bop, 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 for like 30 seconds. You want to get fit, you want to work on those love handles, you want to burn some calories, throw nonstop hooks on the bag for 30 seconds or a minute. Like, let me see how that feels, you know? You don't have to do hook, hook, cross, lip, bop, 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 bop to do all this stuff. No. Non-stop hooks. When I tell you to switch, one-twos, bam, go to one-twos on the bag. Now, push-ups, boom, push-ups. Okay, like... The neck veins are popping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, my muscle, my muscle memory goes up. But like, perfect. Like I, I see the sport of boxing, and again, it's, it's also about paying homage and paying respect to the actual art of it, professional and and doing it the ways that professionals do. But catering to the you know greater community. Not everybody is gonna go up there and fight. But let's all train like fighters do. So if we're gonna train cardio. Let's train cardio like fighters train cardio, right? You're not going to get a boxer fighting cardio. He's not going to go one, two, hook, two, bop, 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 bop. It's not like that. The guy's going to go nonstop, bop, cross. Okay, give me a hook. Bam. And then maybe going to do sprints and maybe going to do this. and maybe gonna yeah, do, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to sit, shadow box and skip for like 12 rounds and then maybe hit the bag for a couple rounds to throw a couple of heavy yeah, hands. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's and go to road work for 12 miles. That's it. Yeah. The guy, the, like, honestly, we've been doing that and people love it. People love it. You don't like... The, but the combination, it's like, even for me, like, you know, sometimes you go there, you're like, fuck, I confuse, I'm this, you get, you know, you, especially as a beginner, it's like almost the same thing as like going in there and you're sparring for the first time. You know, it's like you're going in there and you have to like go to the beat of the music and then you're learning. It's like, whoa, what the hell? The hardest thing, and I actually want to jump to this because I know we thought we kind of got off topic about how you got ready to get, you joined the gym to join for, 
you join the gym to train for a fight and want to talk about what that what that's looking like in your path but the last thing i want to add on that point is like uh, you're you're again farther ahead than than i than i am or ever was i want to know undefeated so i'm proud of that but when you get into the ring <laughs> Your luck, your first fight, second. You're lucky to throw a two punch combo. Never mind a six punch combo. Yeah. Like the punch that I got the guy down. Like I think I maybe threw like a, a straight and a hook, and he was like any punch you see is like one maybe one two maybe get a third one in. Yeah. But like anyone learning these uppercuts, do you know how fucking hard it is to land an uppercut to the kidneys in a fight? Like how to get in that range and all that stuff. It's crazy to me. And like again, to your point. There's those boxing fitness classes like uh, KO boxing, whatever. Great. That's your that's your model, but you know if you're gonna go into a boxing gym and people are gonna be there to call yourself like a boxing trainer, if you want to do that, great. But you should be teaching the fundamentals of boxing. Yeah. And there's ways to teach people cardio and all that stuff. And learn it for yourself, like learn it. Like I'm not gonna teach nobody how to do like yoga. Honestly, even weight training. Like I mean, I do weight training for myself. It works for me. But like I don't I don't want to. I'm not gonna teach someone weight training. My specialty is boxing. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to weight train, you just do it at the same time I do. You, you copy me and all this stuff. I'm not going to correct you on this stuff because I haven't spent the amount of years um, to be able to call myself like a strength and conditioning coach. But boxing, I've been doing that my whole life. So that I feel confident. But then when you have guys that like come up and they have box like, you know, a little like a year and then they're like, you can hold pads and then they're calling themselves boxing trainers and then they're teaching other people this like before prior before even telling them yo if you what do you want to do do you want to fight do you want to do this do you want to do that okay then this is what i do but i recommend this and this and this the mic. These, these, oh sorry there's <laughs> okay. there's all these sorry yeah there's all these options the mic, and this <laughs> is what i do but like this is this is the level up you know what i mean like if i take if like for example even for me like if i have a guy that like i don't have time to train i'm gonna be like well go and train with this guy, go and train with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how we help, help each other out as, as a community. I mean, and that's why I saw Brian, because like, I'm like, yo, this guy, he wants to level up. He wants to take, like, there should be more guys like that that are like, oh shit, like I want to now perfect my craft because I have clients that want to do boxing. So I need to, I need to get more proficient in it to be able to like hold my own and charge more as well too. And you know, because it works for business and also like live it and breathe it so that, you know, I actually like give back to what has, what would, you know, what gave to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, that's the thing you always want to, it's like a give and take. So yeah. absolutely. I want to jump over to Brian. We've been, we've been sitting here patiently waiting. We kind of jacked the story and then took a left turn and ended up, I don't even know. What, <coughs> no, Joe was going thing. off. Bro. No, I, I, I love it. I was it. waiting Honestly, for him to call it. people out. <laughs> He's going to call. I was like that Mike guy and that Kevin guy <laughs> that trains at canoe landing. Oh, yeah. Guy. I want to, uh, I want to, so you said, to go back, I know we've kind of gone a little bit over, and we'll, we'll, I know yeah. you got to get going. Yeah, so, we'll yeah. kind of a couple of things I want to touch on quickly. So, understand. So, you joined the gym to train for a fight. Yeah, and, and to, to train clients. And, yeah. and okay, so the training clients aspect is obviously going to continue. Are you planning to, to to look for a fight? When are you training actively for a fight? Are you gonna look for one? Or is that kind of like now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we have an amateur team. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously because of the restrictions and stuff, it's been on and off. But everyone's doing their own training. I've been running a lot. You know, doing all the skipping, shadow boxing, weight training for um, the boxing fight to get stronger, um, working on my flexibility as well. Um, but obviously, as soon as the restrictions open up a bit and we're able to train indoors or even outdoors right now, actually, um, they've been I've been kind of busy the last week or so, but they've been running outdoor uh, fight camps with the amateur team um, and doing sparring sessions slowly once a week and then probably increase to two, three times a week yeah, yeah, as we yeah. get closer to the fight date. But I think they're thinking about running a tournament either here or BC or yeah. BC in october 
Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely gonna be in there. Awesome. Yeah. Man. yeah. Breaking some teeth. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I, I you nervous? It. You nervous at all? You. You're... Um. I mean, right now, no. Maybe when I get closer to, obviously, I think it's natural for you to be like nervous and excited and have have all these emotions. But like, that's the thing. You gotta like embrace it, right? Like that's that's the that's yeah. the fun part of it. But. I don't think I'll be that nervous because I think I'm going to be with the right team, the right coaches, the right right team around me and, you know, training myself and, you know, using my time properly. I think as soon as I'm prepared, I'm going to have zero nerves when I step in. Respect. So I think that's the, I think you'll understand too. As soon as you're prepared, you're good. Right? I don't want to, I don't want to psych you out. I was calm as shit right until I walked into the ring. Oh yeah. I when like sparring, when I started to settle in the first time you said about that girl that got hit and cried, like I didn't cry when I got hit, but I was like, so like, I didn't know shook. how to. I didn't know how to parry or, or like or block a punch at all. Oh, so yeah. I would like the first couple times I'd like curl up in a ball, like trying to block the punch. Yeah, when yeah. I got more fluid, like I felt really, I would spar. I would get hit, but I'd be like, oh cool, you got me in the face. All right, let me set this up. Yeah. I was really calm sparring. Even now, I haven't probably sparred in, in over a year. I, I feel like I'd be calm in the ring. Yeah. But my fight was a charity fight. But like I had like there was probably five hundred people there, and fifty of them, fifty if not more, were like my family and friends. I probably yeah, saw yeah. the most tables there. Nice. When I walked out, I was the main event. I started uh, shitting. My, my hands were like this. I was like, "Holy, calm down!" I'm like, "Calm down. You know you can do this. Like, you know you've like you've shadowed whatever. You're good." But like when everyone's cheering, but I was kind of nervous. When the bell rung, when the bell rung, it was muscle memory. My, yeah. my hands were flying. I was like, yeah. "What?" I saw videos. They recorded it. I was slipping. I was like, "How did I do that?" Yeah, you're not even, no, no, I didn't. I did not you're, know. You don't remember? Did you remember? Nothing. Zero. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you don't even remember. I remember. Your first fight. I almost knocked him out in the first round. I hit him with like my knuckles. I popped my knuckle out in the fight. Yeah. Like I popped this, and it was the most painful thing. But I remember that. And then I remember. All I remember is I I threw a right hook, which I've never like never threw that punch in fight. Yeah. My left hook's my stronger one. I hit him with a right, and I ducked it, and I looked back, and then that I remember Drop. the. I saw him on the ground. That's all I remember. Yeah. The yeah, fight yeah, lasted yeah, yeah. two and nuts. The fight lasted two and a half minutes, and I don't remember any. I remember oh, the first shit. bell, nice. and I remember the knockout. I saw him down. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I guess yeah, what I'm yeah. getting at is like I shouldn't have been nervous, but like when I was walking, up, I was like, "Wow, I've trained all for this." Once you get in, it's just like everything just takes over, and you're you're yeah, yeah, yeah. in, and everything just, like, flows. Get into a zone, flow yeah, yeah, state. yeah. If you yeah. like the, tr it's ninety nine percent training. It's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. 100%, everything leading up to 100%. it. I would love to keep going. I really would, boys, because <laughs> this, this is great. And we'll, we'll definitely we, do I to told it. you, this is my alley. I could sit here for yeah. three, three hours talking about do, this. I do need to go. I'm actually fifteen minutes late, but it's okay. okay I love okay. you guys. Um, so I'm gonna start to wrap this up. Unfortunately, uh, we have two questions we always ask every guest. What time is it? One last. What time is it? Yeah, no, we're at, we're at seven forty. We didn't talk about the. Uh, I was supposed to be on at seven fifteen. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I did want to talk about the kind of the COVID outdoor training stuff. Mm. We'll we'll do a part two. That's fine. Let's, Let's do it down. Oh yeah, you guys are awesome dudes, and we went a lot we, longer than we anticipated we, here. We can, yeah, we I can literally keep live we like can keep ten going. minute walk here, so Bro, we could have literally so. kept going on so many different things. We didn't get yeah. into anything. I wanted to talk about so many <laughs> other things we could have talked about, but anyways, that's the best part about this podcast. Is Honestly, we should yeah, we should do it. Like I want to get the story about the, like the COVID list stuff you guys have been doing. That's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. set up a part. Like, honest, set up part July, two. Because like we even talk about current boxing matches. Like we talk about fucking everything. There's so many things we can talk about. That's why. But normally we try and keep it under. 80 yeah, minutes uh, yeah. but we're at Less. what 90 we're under like 75 anyways irrelevant it was a great episode yeah. anyways a lot of fun <laughs> uh we have two questions we always ask yeah. every guest the first if there was a movie about your life who would you want to star as you could be anyone from any point in time oh damn does he have to be asian can be anybody no, anybody, anybody. 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 Can be a guy girl it's your movie that's a, that's a good it's your one. movie so who's your favorite i mean no, who's not who's, who would you want to play you Fuck doesn't it. have to look like oh, you someone you like anybody 
Denzel Washington. Ah, oh, that's a good He's one. Yo, fight, fight club. Uh, Denzel, 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 day. Denzel day. Or, or Russell Crowe? Oh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, I feel. Denzel, I'm just like, yo, I, if, I, if I want my legacy to be like badass as fuck and people are like, yo, this guy was, was he really like that? <laughs> Denzel's like the baddest man ever. The GOAT. Um, but I think that Russell Crowe would embody maybe like the role a bit better okay. and he would understand it more. So I would say Russell Crowe. Right. Man, I'm not. This is, I, actors, actresses is not my strong suit. I'm just gonna say a name of someone that I love, <laughs> The Rock. Oh, oh I oh, fucking shit. Shit. <laughs> You gotta put on like fifty pounds, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got Dwayne Johnson. I love that. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Sick, yo, Dwayne yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best. Boys, I got a, I got a deep question that you. When we ask every guest, uh, I think we ask every guest. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? I started that one, so it's, you, you, yeah, you got to start uh, this one. One piece of advice to my younger self would be um, believe in yourself more. Easy. I love it. Believe love in yourself more and, and, and trust the process. Just let life happen and you'll find it, whatever. You know, like I said, there was a time where I had no idea what I wanted to do. kind of put me in a bad posi uh, position. And, you know, I just let life do its thing. And eventually I found something that clicked and, you know, I kept going with it. So... Trust the love process. That. Love that. Jordan George? hit us. Jordan? You say George? Because it's you said he was spelled G-E-O-R. <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, Jordan, sorry. Um, couple. I mean, yo. Couple cottage springs. It's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. I, you know, I just keep thinking about stuff that, like, my grandparents would say to me and, you know, my mom would say to me. So what, what I say to me is, is uh, probably around the same thing. Just... I'd probably be like surround yourself with people that you vibe with because that's the most important thing is the people around you and uh always think big always think big and if you know there's and there's always bigger and don't stop like don't stop thinking big i feel like that's huge that's what i would tell myself and don't be don't be scared of thinking like don't be not just think big but you can, you know, that's that for me, the first quote is actually my great grandmother. She would always tell me that. And the second one is my mom. And I think that's the most important thing that she's ever taught me is that anything is possible. But like there's and then every year it's like you understand that you kind of you're like, oh, whoa, anything at that level. Oh, whoa. Anything like you're just like, oh, really? It's anything, anything. It's not just like. You know, you're doing this little, it's like really actually any fucking thing is possible. You can fucking do anything. And then the, like every time I, you know, you just push a barrier. So really like, you know, I think that's, that's, that's really what I would, if I would go back in 10 years, I'd be like, no, 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 not just like you can travel and do, no, it's like you can fucking become the, like king of the world, you know, king of the world. like you can do that. Like it's yeah. not, you know, so that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And, and that's a good question and, though. I'll tell tell my younger self. There's a crackhead out there working hard. That's it, guys. Be better. You That's a good that. one. Ricky loves when somebody brings a joke back from earlier I back to it. the I end. I'm gonna take a good one. Don't, don't let don't let the guys, crackhead outwork you. Rick's uh, Rick's drunk and he wants to go watch soccer, so we gotta wrap this no, up. No, no, general, I'm late. But um, before Later we wrap late. up, if people want to find out more about you, what you're doing, where can they go? How can they find you? Probably my Instagram. Um, it's spelled B R Y C H N G. 
Nice and uh, okay. <laughs> 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 promote him, yeah. not you. Okay. Check out United Boxing Club, and uh, that's it. You, you United Boxing at Club United Boxing Club at United Boxing Club um, on Instagram, and then the website is unitedboxing.club Love yeah. it, awesome. Love it, love that, guys. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Give the boys a follow. Give me and Georgie a follow. And other than that, and go it 90 up. days to boxing. Go hit it. United Boxing Club. Let's get it. it. Let's go. Guys. Peace. Thank you. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. Got alone with no one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright. Oh,